You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. Tune in weekly to the Josh Adams Podcast with comedian Josh Adams for all his takes on what happened this week featuring guests in comedy, music, entertainment, and more. Subscribe, like, and share on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the Josh Adams Podcast to hear the jokes and thoughts of Josh Adams. We've got tacos, we've got titties, and and we've we've got got the sauce sauce you want. Tune in to talk about Creep Mouth. The legend of Creep Mouth, the brotherhood of cunnilingus experts. Mm. Okay? Mouth, fire, motherfucking mouth. (laughs) And the Rocky Goon Jesus. What, old, right here? No, you're not going to include uh, Iraqi Goon Jesus? Oh, Iraqi. I forgot Iraqi about Goon him. Jesus. <laughs> so like, and Zodiac <laughs> Zombie. Listen to the Titties and Tacos podcast, dropping flash fried episodes every Taco Tuesday on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, After Dark. Searching for Claire Huxtable is a podcast that is about dating black women from a black man's perspective with Maceo and Way. Listen in for topics like marriage, dating with kids, sex toys, and of course, side chicks. Subscribe, like, and share on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the Searching for Claire Huxtable podcast and don't miss listening. You're listening to Unicorns Are Real on the Detroit is Different podcast network. Welcome to the Unicorns Are Real Podcast. I'm Erin. And I'm Miss Dobbins. And today we have two special unicorns. Special unicorns, please introduce yourselves. I don't know. doesn't matter which order. I mean, it's infamous first, the five. Mm, cut that out. <laughs> uh, 513 here. You said it's so weak. So soft. I don't mean, how was I supposed to introduce He's myself? He's not even... <clears throat> I don't, yeah, 513, I mean, it's five, what up, what's five? He has man? way more, like, vibrant personality than the way he's presenting himself. Don't you let know this what? fool it's, you. It's, I'm tired. I'm not tired, but. Excuses. You tired. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, it's three o'clock. I don't come alive until the, to the nighttime. Mm-hmm. Like at, uh, You know, it's four something. Are we really about, we're we gonna start the we show. Can say talk. We can <laughs> say it's three o'clock, but it's after we're four. We're gonna start the show off with the karaoke. I'm I thought gonna, we weren't talking about the karaoke. I'm not gonna talk about it. You I can just talk want, about it. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about it when after time comes. we're done with introductions. That's so rude. <laughs> yeah. Hi, oh. <laughs> Antonio, wow. Rafael. Ooh. Uh, my graph name's NSTRS. Farm Southwest Grows. Nice, nice. Awesome. Um, do you want to go by weeks or do you want to like incorporate everybody into like the color and then the music? Let's so. do color and music. Okay. So we kind of switch it up sometimes or like on the second episode of our days um, where we describe our weekend in color and then like we get a song that kind of relates to that color also. So Asia, you want to start off to give an example? Yes. Um, I would say my week 
in a color is. Oh, everybody, somebody need a tissue? You need a tissue five? Is that you sniffing in the mic? <laughs> yes, that was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Hey, may I have that cup? Yes, yes, yes. Um, they pass but, it back liquor back and forth. No, we're not. It's tea. <laughs> dark liquid. Everybody that knows. <laughs> we don't drink on air. <laughs> we don't drink on air. Mm-mm. Cut it out. We don't even drink anymore. Yeah, so. we stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're that trying to so live better lives. So grown. Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> we've we've made some decisions. I've made some risky some decisions. Us, some of us on air should uh rethink their lives as well. All right. Um anyway. All right, we'll get back to that. Color yes. and uh, um <laughs> what? Song. My, my song choice. I mean my I'm gonna do color first. Okay. My color is um I'm gonna say blue. Blue? Okay. Blue. Why then, blue? Well, um blue like right now I'm not in the the super vibrant space that I usually am okay. in. So like blue is just like a okay, let's let's get ourselves together, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I would say like a like the gross sisters blue. You know? <laughs> yeah. Proud family reference right there. Um and then I would just basically I don't have a particular song that I listen to and I can think of, okay, that's my week. Um right now I've been because I'm in a blue stage in my life right now this week. I've been listening to like pick me up songs. I've been mm-hmm. listening to a lot of Anderson Pack because a lot of his music is kind of like, you know, like super funky, super, super funky, upbeat. upbeat, you know. So I don't want to dwell, I don't want to dwell on like negative, yeah. negative things. So like when I listen to music, it's like a pick me up type yeah. thing. So it like forces me, okay, to smile, forces me to like move my move my body when I'm driving, whatnot. Because yeah. I don't want my mind to go off into like some some type of negative thought. So some I like fall to shit. Yeah. So like when I'm in a bad mood, I like to listen to vibrant music. I don't want to listen to no sad, sob. You know, I'm not trying to listen to I'm going down. I'm not. Li- you know, I'm not listening to nothing like that. Mary? Yeah. <laughs> Not a sad. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah, understood. Yeah. It's a sad song. Yeah. It's a sad song. It's definitely a sad song. Yeah, she's basically talking about being lonely, Baby. and she can't My take it. Up, side down. I mean, I know the song. I'm, yeah. I was just thinking about you don't how think sad it's a, it was. You don't think it's a sad song? I never thought of that as like I a mean, sad song. I mean, some it's of the R&B about... songs that are sad are so catchy <laughs> and like so good that it's like, you know. They're good, it comes but on it, when you even in that in that mode, like they just like this like R and B joint, and you stay doing the nasty to the sad song, uh, anyways. You know that's like I'm not gonna. I don't know, cause like when I'm when I'm down, <laughs> I like I also like to listen to instrumentals because they don't have any attached words. So like me personally, I listen to music for for the background music, but solely not solely, but a lot of it is for the content. Um, that's why, like, it's really hard for me right now to get into a lot of the music that's being pushed right now because it's not it's not a lot of emphasis on the words, it's a lot of emphasis on the background music. Now, I'm not gonna say that I don't listen to or disregard like things that producers do because if y'all listen to the show, I always hype up producers and and um, musicians and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like, the words and songs are super duper important to me, and like, I need. I need to listen to them and <coughs> and fully connect with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if that's anything, if that's an exa- a good enough example, um, then someone can proceed next. 
Five. Oh, um, well, as far as the color for the week, you said? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm always red. Red oh, is always color. my color. I mean, you can, we can have multiple colors, right? Yeah, no, I got you. Different shades okay. of colors mean different things. I know. Uh, I know what I'm, color, what shade I'm going with. I'm true red. It's so I'm, many reds. Uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Crayola red. You're like, the red. I'm red I'm red. The like, red red. Like, <coughs> like, Hot rod like red. true red, you know? Okay. Cardinal Why? red, maybe? maybe? Okay. Not, I wouldn't say cardinal, but red. I'm not going to tell. <coughs> I don't know. Red, red has always been my favorite color, but. About 5.13 this time of year is sun's going down. Uh, Sky is oh, Wow. Yeah. No. Um, That's a good connection. A, a, moment, a moment to pause at 5.13. But, okay. We uh, got you. I don't, I don't even have a reason for it. I don't know. I just always feel like red is my my home place. You know, red is... I don't have any, you know, explanation for it. It's okay. like red. Okay. Do you have a, like a song... Um, or an you, artist, or an artist you want to associate with the color, or like with something? the color, or with how I'm feeling. The color, the week, your <clears throat> uh, mood. I've been listening to a lot of Saba, Saba, and Mick Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Saba, nice. Uh, his last project, not the one that just came out, but the one before that, mm-hmm. the Bucket List, was like a, a favorite project of mine. Okay. And then Mick Jenkins just dropped, so I've been, you know, in that space, I guess. Cool. Not really a particular song that, you know, I guess kept me going during the week. I listen to a lot of, like, series of, um, what is it called? Like radio shows. Where okay. Like a bunch of songs mm-hmm. on, like, one long track. So, I don't know. I can't really just pick one. I listen to so much music. Music is life. Cool, cool, cool. It is. Okay, Antonio, go before me, please. Okay, so. It's going to change your color I'm again. trying to, you know, I've been doing a lot of outdoor work. Mm-hmm. So my colors kind of match in fall, you know. Oh, the, the beautiful yellows and oranges are yeah. turning into like a brown orange. Mm-hmm. So like I'm a brown orange, like in the the lack of sunlight has my my sleep schedule all off. So I'm gonna go with a brown orange. And my song is uh, I was listening, and for me like certain lyrics pop up in my head, and then that's the song that like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling. So like earlier today I looked up. Uh, uh, Teddy Pendergrass, um, wake up everybody! <laughs> Such a classic. Asia's like, <laughs> um, yeah, I love the song. Ooh. So, yeah. mm. I like that. Anything by Teddy. <laughs> um, Good old Teddy. All right. When you said I like that, I thought about Chingy. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like that's taking it back to like the the quote unquote ratchet music of the 2000s. <laughs> quote unquote. Who calls it that? No, but because if you think about it, in a way, it's kind of that. Early I guess. Ratch. Yeah. Early ratch. That's, yeah, the, that's, early that's ratch. the genre for that. <laughs> early ratch days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, so Everybody Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> you said chicken head? Yeah. <laughs> I showed her that. Wait, so yeah. so I did it to a song last night. Yeah. And she looked at me like it was a foreign entity. I was like, this is perfect for this song because this is exactly what they did in a music video. I forgot. I was, I was like, another, are you going to pretend like now. you? Oh, wait, what song was it? So you were doing the chicken head too, in 2018. Yeah, because it was. Where were y'all at? It was, it was for the song. Problematic Black Hotties um, mm. DJ set. Where, where, how was it? Or it, it was, was dope. It was nice. I liked the good. visuals a lot. Yeah. The, the Whoever did. Really dope. Like, uh, I've been trying to like, get shit did those like that together for the longest time. You talking last night? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I was I was trying to get out the house, but I she dragged <laughs> me out the house. I was at that's work. Nice. Yeah, See? the visuals that's, that's, real that's cool. Yeah, it was stuff, like a real know? like a real life Barbie doll, but she was just I, flying. I saw somebody post it. It was yeah. so nice. It was nice. Like, I didn't post it. I've been it, trying but... to do that for the longest. Like I've been trying to get like an event going on where it's just Barbie doll music. Shit? Well, no, just like just music <laughs> and visuals. You know, like like how they had the well, selection or boiler room. You yeah. know, have the DJs playing and have like visuals on the background. People are actually engaging with the visuals and the music and each other. Mm-hmm. It's like a you know fully immersive experience rather than just standing watching the DJ. We got it in the yeah. works. You know? was, oh yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's. Yeah. Yeah. So you you on the music side? I don't I don't know your art. You know, <clears throat> I'm a graphic artist. I'm an okay. illustrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. All that yeah. I didn't mean to jump in. I don't mean to jump in. <laughs> no, it's interview. okay. It's okay. I'm taking y'all roll. No, it's okay. You have questions. So yeah. Sipping tea. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you know, uh, I started as an artist uh, as a youth. You know. <laughs> All right, so days. to speed it along, speed it along, <laughs> I'll go quickly through mine. Um, I'm going to go with a scarlet red, Ooh. right? Ooh. Here. Scarlet A. Mm. The, um... Wow. Okay. Scarlet I feel letter. like you taking shots. Scorned. <laughs> and I don't know why you taking shots at me today. I'm not. What I do? I need to get out Nothing. the way so y'all can scrap. What no. I do? Like I'm in the nah. middle. <laughs> she got that. She, she got I, that. We nucking. We that's how hey! she looking like right now. <laughs> you can't start saying that unless you about to turn up. Like I felt, yeah. I felt that. We nucking. We nucking. We ready to fight. I was around like some some uh, white people earlier, and someone's like, "Oh, it's like they had lotion for their knuckles because they." I didn't know white people had ashy knuckles too. I didn't know white people. <laughs> what do you lotion. mean? So, what do you mean they get cracked too? Get we, cracked. we had a whole. It's whole... a different type of ash. It's like no. eczema for them though. Uh, no, 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 no. I, if you look at some old white men's elbows, Ooh. they look like concrete, Ooh. and they get all bumpy, and they Ooh. look nasty and real, just like Aged. that dirty gray look. Is it looks like scales. Next time I'm out, look I'm at reptile. I'm gonna be sure to look at some white people. Well, elbows. they said look that at their elbows, and, and look at the white woman's feet. I'm not looking at no white women's feet. Look at they white women's feet. They feet are crusty, like nasty, uh, like real nasty. I want to start singing "Nuck If You Buck" when they it, pulled out the lotion to, put, to fix their knuckles, and I'm like, that song would be get stuck that. in my head. They, they wouldn't get it. They wouldn't go they over their head. Yep. I just kept it myself. I was like, "Nuck If You Buck, boy, Nuck If You Buck, right. boy, Nuck If You Buck." They'd be like, "Excuse me, sir." Can you not? <laughs> but I've been listening to a lot of Kendrick Lamar this week. Mm. So I would say Section 80, and then I was listening to Rigor Mortis the most. Oh my gosh. That's this week, because I've been feeling like, you know, yeah. Crack your egg and you pass it, you pass it. I'm not going to rap it today. in the whole rapper mode, man. I wish I could have seen She was in full rapper mode last night, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was rapping songs, and I rapped. I rapped Tuesday, too, because I rapped during karaoke. Oh, man, I haven't been to karaoke. <laughs> oh yeah, he had Whatever, some troubles man. I carried before. I didn't have before. troubles. Ooh. I had alcohol, is what I had. But I think also why I was listening to Rigamore is is because I've been feeling like I'm that bitch, and kind of okay. And Kendrick Lamar's song, he's basically you know trying to take taking that title as. All your rappers are dead to me. <laughs> are dead. Period. Because mm-hmm. I killed them. Amen. My favorite, my favorite, like quote unquote, diss is when he did that control verse. Oh my I've been gosh. thinking about that last week. Mm-hmm. I love, enough. I love listening when he, when he, when he like name drops yes. people. Come at me, yo! And then to, it's for like, I fuck with y'all, but I'm trying to murder all oh, of you. Yes, <laughs> right. And then for only like a a small a small amount of them to try and clap back. 
Mm-hmm. That was just like iconic. That was the whole because point, though. I, I know, but I'm saying it's like that light. shows how much people fear this man to uh, not even. I think, yeah, yeah. Because if you call, if you drop, if you name drop me and I'm a rapper, that'd be then, like that'd be like other artists out here be like y'all podcast. Like I fuck with y'all, but our mm-hmm. shit is like better. And y'all could be like, oh, okay. but why wouldn't hmm. we clap back though? No, you supposed to clap back. You supposed to be like, yeah, I mean, our shit. It starts a friendly competition. Too, but, you know, yeah, that's that's all. But point, I'm saying, you know? but some people didn't clap back because I mean, you know, people people are afraid so, of competition. Oh, so it's, so it's if you like, don't return a a response to a. A non-threat that makes you weak. I don't think it makes you weak because it wasn't a threat. It was like you know what I fuck with y'all. Y'all shit dope, but my shit but is you, doper. So y'all, <laughs> y'all want to battle? Rapper, we could do this as a shit. rap as a rapper. Like, podcast can't be that if dope. You, I saw you slap that mic. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't know they had all these other attacks. <laughs> Wait, so, so I wasn't going to say nothing, but I was. And it's like, you here with me? Because I definitely was about to say something. Shit, you know? But as a, as a rapper, as a rapper, and we... I've listened to like when I used to have serious radio, I used to always listen to um uh what's the what's the dude with the locks again? What's what's his name? Sway, 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 yeah. Sway. Sway, yes. Sway in the morning. Dun, dun, I love listening to him because they had a lot of talk about, you know He has great interviews. Yeah, rappers when you when people like name drop you, like how back in back when like hip hop was just like pure just like bars and people mm-hmm. name drop like, you like in the old days <laughs> you, i didn't want to say that you know in the old days but yeah. when people name drop you you definitely had to come back at it because as an artist as an as a rapper you don't want to come off like oh you're just gonna let people diss you and nowadays people get I feel, people just like just letting people just like come at them and they not sometimes because if someone if you feel someone is beneath you i I would not respond if you feel like it's not worth a response. It's Come like, on now, I've, Kendrick I've, Lamar is sometimes worth a sometimes no response is better than a response at all. Sometimes it's like I don't know. Okay, man. so so if if, if you would have said Jay Z on there and Jay Z would not respond, Jay Z would have been a weaker rapper than Kendrick. I think Jay Z would have responded though. But mm-hmm. it, in the hypothetical situation, I mean, Jay Z now not have responded. Okay, Jay Z now, okay, maybe not. When, okay, what are you talking about now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he wouldn't Jay-Z, have responded. Jay Z wouldn't have responded. He would have been seen as a weaker, lesser <laughs> rapper because Kendrick Lamar would have called him out. I just think, but that's the whole fun. That's a fun aspect of rapping, though. Like that, that's missed for me. Like the back and forth. That's it's fun. It goes down. I, people yeah. do it, in today's people climate. Do it to yeah. hype, people do it to hype their album. It's a lot of mm-hmm. fake like, like, back and, and forth. And it's social you know? media shit. It's almost like they're. You know, like the whole Fifty Cent and Kanye, it's like it's, right it's too you social. Tape, you know? Yeah, but that but seemed, I, it seemed very fake and. But with it was, okay, you know? but with I'm saying okay, but this is an actual good lyricist. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. not somebody that's like more than good. It's, I know. I'm just I, you know what I'm saying. Aaron. Shut up. It's not like Ooh. you know a young thug. <laughs> it's not. It's not somebody <laughs> that's just like out here just. Doing ad libs and shit in their in their song, they calling herself a rapper. This is a we lyricist. are our uncle shit right now because uh, uh, wait, <laughs> don't start that. Uh, uh, we talk a, a real rap. We right. talk, <laughs> Let's talk I'm about uh, age, the 1990s boom bap. <laughs> this is an DJ actual Premier. lyricist. You guys are you guys are trying to make it seem like. I'm just out here. Just, <laughs> if y'all can see Asia with these tight looks, <laughs> this, this, I just I try to create visuals for you guys completely. that are listening. <laughs> nah, but man, like, you, you, do you understand what I, I'm saying? I do. Though? I do understand. I do understand. I might not like, completely agree, but I understand what this you're is saying. A, this is an actual lyricist. And it's not like he wasn't, he was also shouting out 
Like some good, some also some he other good. Out, he shouted out his peers and said, "Yeah, I fuck with y'all." But and these are people that have the ability like, let's to step do the game it. up. Let's bring the level of rap let's, and lyricism yeah. up into a new. It's height. not like those people that he called out couldn't do it because then I'd be like bogus, like be like, okay, yo, we know you better than him, so why are you shouting him out? He's shouting out actual people that could. Mm-hmm. Right, he shout out people who some people might actually feel are better than. Him himself. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would have been a great friendly competition. You know? They should have just all got together and did like Michael Jackson, Heal the World, like <laughs> <laughs> a big ass track, you know? I would just like to see like a. Mm. I, you know, I love uh, hearing, listening to that cypher he did for BT Awards. That was that was fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. But uh, yeah, we got it. Oh, Everyone wow. said they're weak. So let's just move it along. Y'all, to, y'all, uh, y'all, not, y'all not gonna say nothing about her. <laughs> she just bumped her whole head into the microphone. I just hit. Oh, uh, okay. I'm it's, just trying to give him a visual. It sounds. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> we don't know it's who her is. Flatback. Who's her? Asia. Oh, I'm sorry, Aaron. Oh. I don't know her. Aaron P. Next to me. Oh. That's five. Ep and and Dobbs. <laughs> I kind of like Miss, that. Miss Dobbins. EP, no, it is EPMD. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> wow. Wow. Y'all should, yeah, y'all should do something with that. Uh, okay. So stepping Aaron on. Miss Dobbins. That's kind of dope. Man. Like, that's that yeah, unk yeah, shit again. That's that, that's that old nigga shit. They like, who the ah, fuck? No. Who is EPMD? Oh, God. Are up. they producers? <laughs> I'm, I'm tired what, of you. What do they do again? Shut it. Are they from Detroit? This is Southern. <laughs> All right. So okay, wait. We... Before we move on, I... I just want to get that out of the way. Do y'all, do y'all know what EPMD stands for? You said EPMD. Yeah. I'm right now. No. Okay. I don't. All right. We'll we'll discuss that later. We'll we'll circle back around. We'll bring them back. Yeah. Okay. Aaron, do you? Aaron, googling it. I'm typing <laughs> our show notes. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. She's making a Anywho. note. Okay, he's Google EPMD. Okay. <laughs> Research. Let's move right. along to, to the... Handing Out Roses segment. Yeah. So in this segment, we like to um, give roses or acknowledge people and let them smell the roses while they're here. So anybody that's like encouraging us, anybody that's helping us along, that's helping us... Um, what, what what would you say, Asia? Anyone that's in your life that, that has your back, that's encouraging you, anyone that you feel is a dope artist, someone that you that inspires you, that gives you hope, and you know, like, oh, I can do this because, you know, they're they're changing how like music or art is being produced and whatnot. Anybody that you feel is deserving of a rose and a shout out, give love. We love other artists. Right, I'll give. I'll, I'll start first. I and see, you can I give see. out multiple roses, okay, okay. bouquets, oh, flower shops. Yeah, like we got a lot of people wow, that wow. gives out like flower shops. Okay, okay, whole flower shops. Yeah, flower shops. <laughs> it's all about it's all about love. Well, I'm gonna give a bundle of marigolds. Okay. To uh, my homie Elton Munroy, mm-hmm. super dope muralist in Southwest Detroit. He's finishing up this mural that's like a, a Mexican man holding a tomato. Mm-hmm. This shit is really nice over on Junction and uh, I want to say Werner. Oh, it's, cool, it's really cool. nice. But he's, in terms of like muralism, I've like watched this man progress over the last couple of years. Uh, and I, his work just is mad inspiring. You know, I, I do some visual art stuff too, mm-hmm. uh, but I haven't touched a can or a brush in a little bit. I've done some screen printing a little bit lately, but uh, yeah, when you see somebody progress and step up, it makes you want to step your game up. 
And I have a, a couple murals coming up, a couple projects. Oh, awesome. Projects coming up. So I definitely want to shout him out, give him a, a bundle of marigolds. And marigolds are like, it's like almost day of the day. It's like day yeah, of the day yeah. season. And doesn't it help like guide the spirit? The flower, yeah. yeah, the yeah. flower of the dead. It's a big one for for Mexicanos. Awesome. I actually like marigolds. Yeah, me they're too. beautiful. I remember. So cool. Oh, so is it my turn? I see you looking at me. Who? Oh, me. I see Who you was look- looking at me? Yeah. Oh, I would. I, I mean, I only looked at you because you say, is it my turn? I mean. Because oh, it, it looked like you were gazing at me. I didn't know. Oh, no. Okay. Like, I I'm mean. Sorry. It's nowhere else for me to look. Okay, I look this way. <laughs> I look this way, girl. I got you. Five. Are you ready to shout out some oh, people? Oh, I mean, I can shout out some people. I was prepared. I was sitting there thinking, um, I don't know who would I want to shout out and give roses to. Wait, one second. Okay. One second. I'm so sorry. Mm, no, give you time to I, think. Yeah, I think so. I'm telling you, you got a handle for um, the person you shout out? Like his uh, Instagram or like oh, something yeah, yeah, that yeah. people can look at? Um, give. I'm trying to pull it up. I don't know it off the top of my head. It's, <laughs> it's literally Elton Munroy, E L T O N M O N R O Y. Elton Munroy. Awesome, awesome sauce. Yeah, he's a muralist. Yeah, he only got a thousand followers, so get on it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, follow, follow me I mean, too. Then look at how beautiful that shit is. <laughs> that is, oh, that is beautiful. I like the colors. Yeah, this, that is awesome. I can see for Watch me not bump this mic as I get close to y'all. <laughs> Pass he it, put pass a lot around, of guys. he put a lot of emphasis on the apples, and I'm guessing that means a lot about talking a lot about like um, uh, Latinos in uh, agriculture and how it's thought of as in like modern times, yeah, and how important they are. Yeah, in, this in, is in this agriculture. is really cool, guys. Yeah, I think it has a lot of it, it's got a, a super deep meaning. I would I would wish Even, that I could yeah. hear him say his meaning of it to see like y'all gotta bring my perspective, like oh, the facial yeah. expression of <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit's beautiful. And yeah, as a, as a check farmer, that out, y'all. I just, I just be inspired by and then people the people in the background, tomatoes, like damn, maybe we want to have nice ass tomatoes like that. Even the religious connection in the background. <laughs> that's oh yeah, that's amazing. Fine, did you get cool. a chance to look Pass at it, it around? Pass it around, yes, yes. Five, are you ready or do you want me to go oh, first? Oh, I'm ready. Um, I guess I, I would want to give a rose out to the homie uh, Myron Watkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of just look up to him. When I first met him, I was like starting on, like I guess, my photographer journey. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of met him like random at a party at L Club. And I was like, man, it's a nice camera. You know, I, I don't think I even really knew it was him or not. I don't know. We started talking. And he like like just he was always friendly and nice. Let me use his lens. And I was like, oh, no, oh just, that's really nice. He like yeah. He put his lens on my camera, took a picture. And was like I see the difference now. Like thank you for you know showing me a world that I I know not of. But yeah, uh, Myron is just a, a dope photographer, a dope artist, progressive man. You know, uh, kind of look up to him. Big nice. homie. You know, nice, nice. Who else? Uh, oh, shout out to to Moses. I heard it was his birthday. Yeah, eighteenth, oh, right? Uh, I don't know, young young God, you know. He is a young guy, young boy. I think because I was like eighteen. I, I was like, I wait because me, because <laughs> so me and um, Asia were talking about this last this night. Dobbins? Oh, girl, <laughs> come on, EP. I'm gonna call you Asia because you want to know I gave you to Miss Dobbins, MD, <laughs> or I dressed you as such. I did not give you the last name. <laughs> um, I named you. You ain't my daddy. <laughs> I'm not your daddy. I'm your grandpa. Hey, yeah. <laughs> okay. And your daddy, your grandpa. Like, I want to be the only one, but I had, no. I had to say it. I, I was thinking out. in my head, but I wasn't gonna say I it. I had to say it. What's Mosiah's page on Instagram? Was it? 
M O is isn't it M Z S? Oh, M O Z S Z. Wait, M O M O S Z S underscore. And Myron is like Mister M R P C T R or the Yellow Wall. Shout out the Yellow Wall, man. Long live the Yellow Wall. You know. So how old? How old is Moses? I think I think it was eighteen. I think it was eighteen. He might be eighteen. Yeah, he he looks hella young. Let me. That's 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 my homie, man. Let's see. He's cool. So I've known Mosiah since like. Oh, uh, he deleted it. Probably like eight years now. Really? Seven years. I, w- I took him to a, a ruckus environmental justice like activist t- training camp where we was mm-hmm. like repelling off trees and shit. Like we you must have been real young banners. when you took him in. Yeah, he was he was a youth with uh, East Michigan Environmental Action Council, uh, folks who run the Cass Commons. So I've been known him for, you know, I've known him and his brother. His brother's an amazing, uh, uh, like, Poet, oh, like he just okay. be winning the slam poet competitions. Uh, so I've known both of them for for years on the environmental justice tip. Oh, maybe he didn't want people to know he was eighteen. I see it blocked <laughs> out. I'm, that's why I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I just see it. My out, bad. Shout out to the to the to the young boy. My, My bad. bad. Happy birthday. Because I ain't, I was like, oh wait, I see I see the the stories that he reposted. He kind of blocked yeah. his age. I was like, oh. Shout out the Lost Boy too, man. I, actually, throw I was better gonna, parties. I'm I was, sorry. I was gonna give him a rose. Okay. I mean, you said I didn't give him. I just said shout out to the to the uh, homies. You well, know? I mean, this to is all the homies. this is the part when you give out shout. Oh well, let me shout out homeless Hans and the homies. You know, just mm-hmm. want to shout out. All the people. It's okay. We can give out multiple shout-outs. I shout mean, outs. I would be shouting out people for the longest, but I'm just, you know, whoever. Yeah. Like, you know, Myron and Moe's, I want to shout them out for sure. But yeah, shout-out Lost Boys. Shout-out Homeless Signs. I don't know. Shout-out Danye. Yeah, I was going to give a um, a rose to Lost Boy. Um, I really like his DJ sets. And uh, I like his energy. He's always, like, super positive, you know. Mm-hmm, I don't hear mm-hmm, him, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. saying any negative things. You know? I mean, he said something negative to me once, but we're not going to bring that up. <laughs> Wow. No. <laughs> no, I'm talking shit. Okay. I don't know, he's been on, his to... health has been kind of Yeah. But so you know, big shout out to him. he's keep keeping strong, you know, staying positive and everything. Every time I see him, he's always got a smile. I feel like I haven't oh, seen nobody always. in so long, man. Yeah. I mean, what I mean, has it been? Two weeks? I feel like it's been longer than that. I don't know. Really? I don't know. I've just mm-hmm. been out of it. What about yourself, Aaron? Um, so I'm gonna give out a couple of roses today. Um, I'm gonna do did I do Justin? I don't remember doing Justin, but... I did Justin. Okay. And you were like, you need still mine. Oh, yeah. And then, okay. She said it like that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not how I said it, but that's cute <laughs> that you want to pretend like that's how I talk. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give my rose to Justin. His Instagram handle is... Which Justin? No, you don't. I don't know if you... It's Darius, Darius Babers. Um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, friend. yeah. What's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The okay. Hami. So his Instagram handle is 131... One mm-hmm. dot yep. two nine five, which is his. What does he say? His, his name in numerology. Yep, his name. All right. numerology. You trying to steal my shit? No. <laughs> so is that really yours? What like Your, name in numerology? Yeah. No. We can talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. Kind of, um, sort of, yeah. But yeah, so shout out to him. I also want to give a rose. Damn it! Who was the other person? Oh, Jesus. I'm bad at this. Shout out Problematic Black Hottie, too, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing okay. big things. Mm-hmm. Who is my other Shout out D-Lo girl? Brown. Thank I heard you. D-Lo got some shit coming up on the 23rd. Oh, Who's good job. D-Lo? D-Lo? Y'all She's know D-Lo? A comi- I know her. D-Lo the shit. I don't know who she is. D-Lo Brown is a, a funny comedian. Mm-hmm. She's uh, got like 
What she got like a, a, a TV like a, yeah, a she Instagram little, series? In, yeah, she got like shows coming up. I think she moving though. But oh no! Shout out to Detroit, man. Yeah, I, I really appreciate all the Detroit artists um, that I've been meeting. Really, some great, some great individuals with great art. It keeps me inspired. Shout yeah. out! Shout out, oh. Kayvon. 96 Nova. I know who. Yeah. Okay. I want to give, I don't think I gave Destiny a rose when she was here, mm-hmm. but I would like to give Destiny a rose. I know her boyfriend listens to our podcast because really? she, she said she hasn't been able to, but she made her boyfriend and he loves it. So, so, so shout out to Destiny and her boyfriend. I'm going to just go on my Instagram list who, and shout everybody who, who wanted to meet me because he was like, I feel like I know Aaron. <laughs> and... So so unfortunately we didn't get to meet, but you'll be listening to this podcast. So shout out to both of y'all and here hey. are your roses. Um, Can we get like a, a buzzer? Or, yeah, I was gonna bring a bell, like a you know like a buzzer for y'all, man. Yeah, I mean so, I really meant to bring like gifts for y'all, but Aww. it's all good. I'll but be back. Destiny's amazing. <laughs> um, she does graphic design and stuff. We met during an internship. If I kind of stated, she lives in Florida. Guys, but she came up visit me last weekend, or um, when you guys hear it um, a month ago, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, which was really cool. And she had a messy, a uh, typical Aaron messy Friday and Saturday because I, I used to just be messy on Saturdays, <laughs> and I, she got to experience two days of messiness, and we got caught up in some situation that. Ooh, uh, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm like the catalyst to all these messy days. Messy. Now, oh, I mean, now, but last summer I was terribly messy. I'm talking about, in oh, this, I'm talking about with a new oh. people, with a new, oh, yeah, with, with new, new people, yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Can we, can we, can we describe what, what messy means? Messy, just uh, she got uh, some people were doing some, um, some things that like drugs, just, no, not drugs. I no. mean, I, I like did a lot of drinking last summer, about? I did a lot of drinking last summer, and I had a lot of messy Saturdays because it was like just hungover Saturdays, no. When she's saying messy, she's like saying messy, like, like how it was uh, is messy. Okay, not as messy because I don't think I passed. I don't. I never fail. Yeah, she never collapsed. Oh. I never collapsed. I mean, I might have laid on the ground, but I never collapsed to the ground. <laughs> she was able to sit herself <laughs> I mean, down. I, I was able to sit I down and get up. After you I made contact over. with the ground, I, I laid there for a second. Yeah, it was, it was quite funny. I had to funny. get myself together. Yeah, and the ground was the best place to do such. So as you took down the table <laughs> and the book. <laughs> It'll be all right. They can we, make another book. But any whom, like, <laughs> beyond that fact, we uh we had a really fun night that night though. Yeah. Like we had some we had like some legendary songs. I liked when you did the TOC one. Y'all chose my song. Like I, I, know. I, I that was, was all it me. It was like a blind uh uh audition Karaoke. or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. blind Oh, you know what? Matter of fact, shout out. I can't remember. Whatever. I think okay. later. Okay. Yep. Just gonna edit edit that part out. <laughs> um, Joe and I gonna edit nothing. Okay. I put on everything. Oh <laughs> Jesus! No, no, not like that. Like Shade. oh dang. Shade. No. What I was saying was get that, the umbrella ready. Oh God, that's that's how much not what I meant. Is. That's not what I meant by he's not gonna Shade. edit anything. The sun I'm went saying, behind the clouds. What do you call that hat that, that, I'm that saying, they wear for gardening? <laughs> like the shade. You would know, Antonio. Is it a sombrero? No, I mean that's like the Mexican. I mean yeah, but. I don't know. I say, is it a sunburn? I knew it wasn't. It's like, it? like sun hat. It's a you know, sun hat. That's like, like little the floppy. The kind that they Jayla use in the um, It's like a church fields. hat for outside, yeah. Like uh, the ones okay. in the rice fields? Oh, I like them rice But I promise you, I wasn't trying to be shady. Oh, you know what you're doing, huh? No, she doesn't. Any, Anywho, Fuck let's- out of here. Why you got to hate? Okay. On the air. 
Excuse so? my language. I just realized I cuss. It's not the first is time you no cuss. I know. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. They've been cussing all day. What you mean? No. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it's that not, shit. It's not. It's not a uh, no cussing thing. She's just trying to slow down. Yeah. But um, we can I've move on a, to the trying to change our lives. In the, yeah. In the to the staying fly as as she gets a little tense. Let's. How do you stay fly? Call five? me tense one more time. It's all about <laughs> mental health. How do you keep yourself sane? How do I stay? Oh, so staying fly is mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like staying it's like, sane. It's not like. The the old two thousands ratchet area of uh, no. staying fly like no. the timers. No, I no, mean no. in order to stay fly in in, in um, a real sense, how how can you stay fly if you don't have your mind together? That's how? real. That's real. Um, I don't know. Staying fly, self awareness. I guess you know, um, being present in the moment is a way to stay fly. Uh, accountability for yourself and your actions and, and what your intents are. I guess that's I'm I'm kind of working on that now, you know, like daily self affirmations and being aware and present in the moment, just so everything else that's going on doesn't really affect you and get inside of your bubble. I don't know; it's a process, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm this past year actually has been very I don't want to say monumental, but you can say monumental. Uh, a it's lot of been, things have come yeah, into fruition. Yeah, I mean, I, I, not even fruition, but um, just for me and myself and learning who I am and what I want to do and where I want to be and where I want to go is just kind of, you know, this year is, I've been trying to focus more, trying to pro up, you know, progress, staying fly, as you say. So you're not like, you know, going out as much, you know, you're getting business done? I, I mean, well, I'm not going out as much now just because I'm working like midnight shift, which sucks, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I just mean like over the year period, just with figuring out myself and you know working on my mental state and you know stability and all that, I'm trying to figure it all out. What about you, Antonio? How, how do I work on my mental health? Yeah, how do you stay fly? Oh, mm. I spend a lot of time not being fly in terms of aesthetically. You know, like I just be chilling. I'm not fly right now. Please, uh, you're fly killing- aesthetically. You're, you're killing the the uh, farming game right now. Yeah, I'm, I was dope overalls and jackets. He's like, car, ooh, too smooth. A car heart, <laughs> full body onesie ooh, sort of joint. Saucy. Yeah. <laughs> the fly awesome. farmer gear. Yeah. So, How many of y'all can rock a car heart overall set? Not me. Hard. Not me. Super hard. Yeah. That's that hand me down love. Y'all can't. I can't wait to see the photo when he, you know, he had the jacket over his shoulder. Oh, yeah. Y'all got to check out the photos when we go. And my hair looking like a mess. You you know, you got that that messy, that messy dope ponytail going on. You know what you're doing. (laughs) You know what you're doing. So, so for me, um, Asia say, you know your aesthetic. You know this. My mental health game. For me, like, I, I've been taking the time, and I'm actually putting an article about this. Like, I'm trying to challenge people to do the same. At least once a week, take your ass to a park or the water. We live right oh, on the river, and yes. how much time do Detroiters spend on the water? Seriously. So little. Think about it. So very little. I mean, unless you go to the Riverwalk, unless you go to Belle Isle, people aren't <laughs> weekly going to Belle Isle. People aren't, like, kayaking, swimming, and that sort of joint. So In the summertime. I, my challenge to Detroiters and everybody, especially people of color, uh, and it's in line with a lot of my work, is go to a forest, go to the water, or go to a park at least one time a week. So that's like definitely one of my main staples of, the, of my mental health regimen. 
Um, when I'm really on point, meditation, at least once a day, super helpful. Um, when I'm really on it, eating good, super, super, super helpful. I don't, don't eat wheat. I don't drink too much. Um, I eat a lot of vegetables. Bone broth. Bone broth feeds the soul, yo. Like, boil a whole half-ass chicken, take the bones out, boil them again with, like, veggie scraps. That shit is, like, thebomb.com. Um, so food is a big part of it for me. I'm an extrovert too. So like, especially as we transition into winter and all the green is going brown and orange and yellow, um, time with family and friends is key, 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 key to happiness. Um, so, uh, that's, that's a big part of it for me too. Um, I think like staying busy is like a big part of it in the winter time because it's easy just to like. I'd be working for myself, so it's easy just to like lay up for a whole ass day, or like I'm been on like the nighttime schedule, which is not always good. It's sometimes as good as an artist. Like sometimes you just be like working all night long and sleeping all day, but um, you know, getting what little sun is left in the sky, huge. Uh, I told myself this year is the last year I would spend in Detroit in the winter without a sauna. Like, I need a sauna in my life for wintertime. That endothermic heat, like, heating up your body, like, there's nothing that compares to that. And I think that's a really good healing mechanism for wintertime for, for folks in the city. Um, let's see. I mean, I guess those are, those are some of the main ones. Really, sleep is really important. Um, yeah, and one thing I, my, on my, my, my delta, something I'm trying to work on is, like, strategically not getting on social media, like using it like at the right time or like not like scrolling too much. I think that's like really helpful for, for the mental health game. So it is a package of things, package of suggestions. Would you look at the time? <laughs> nice. Time after time. <laughs> oh, you kind of missed it on that clock. Y'all clock is fast, so that's incorrect. I so mean, it just turned. Uh, well, I, it was 5.13 when I said it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like a, okay. Right. <clears throat> <I'm about> to... <laughs> um, Aaron, do you have anything else to add? Because I feel like Antonio just like buried <laughs> like, that yeah. nail into the, to the wood. Like gave, I personally, I can't even Gave wonderful with tips. Like, you, you're just like the teacher of staying fly. <laughs> Yo, I didn't even talk about the mushrooms yet. Oh. Okay. You got time. Well, while I think about my um, saying, microdosing fun. psilocybin. Oh, we're talking about those mushrooms. Key, key, key. We're key. talking about like portobellos. And no, I, I mean definitely. Like I think the psilocybin is wonderful, but I also think there's a, a whole wide variety of the mushroom world. Another one I'm a big fan of is lion's mane. It does the same sort of. Uh, they have this thing called neurogenesis, mm-hmm. where um, so like you come upon stress in your life, right? Mm-hmm. You come upon problems and problems, and like when you come upon them you react a certain way. And sometimes you can get entrenched into having a negative reaction. So like how that looks in your brain is neural pathways is that, a ba- is that what a bad trip is? is no, that's not oh. what a bad trip is. So oh, okay. I was confused. Neuro, neurogenesis is this idea that you can, when you take mushrooms or when you take lion's mane or when you take reishi, I think not reishi, but there's a couple other ones that have the same property. Um, they can enable you to switch it up and... Uh, create different neural pathways in your brain. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay. it, it really help you switch up your mood. I gave some to my grandma, like, oh. uh, 
willingly? Was she? Did she knew what it was? <laughs> I'm not poisoning my grandma without telling her. Okay, I'm, I'm just I'm drug just the world, man. It's like, you know, so last Thanksgiving, free drug trip. She's uh, she, my grandma stays two houses down from me in Southwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Puerto Rican nice. grandma, and um, it was Thanksgiving, and she was really sad. You know, she wasn't like on her hygiene shit. She was just like, you know, just like depressed after Thanksgiving. And my mom's like, hey, go check on grandma. She ain't been good lately. So I went over there and I'm like, what's going on, grandma? She just couldn't talk about it. She's like, oh, I'm just kind of feeling sad. I'm like, grandma, I got something for you. If you're feeling sad, take this little microdose of, uh, of, of mushrooms. Uh, and I talked, she said yes. She, I mean, I guess when you're old, it's like everything goes out the window. <laughs> like your little <laughs> values and norms. She's like anti-drug as hell, like most Puerto Ricans are. Uh, but she, she decided to take it. So I hung out with her all night. Uh, she took it. Like an hour and a half into it, she's like, you know why I'm sad? It's because uh, I'm less able to walk and move around now, and I couldn't cook for the family on Thanksgiving. Oh, that's so sad. So it enabled her to like uh, come identify, to, to identify, mm-hmm. to speak it, and to like accept it, you know. And like, and and she was happy as hell the next couple of days. And the effects and impacts of it last like, if depending on how your trip could last like six to eight months. I mean, there's some serious, serious good impacts. Like I, I, I recommend people. Get off like the medications. I mean, medications. If you have, if you have a, a serious illness, I'm not gonna make any suggestions for anybody. Like, if you got an illness that requires medication, I'm not gonna say like you could do what you gotta do. But getting on and off medication is dangerous. Honestly, like the, some of these like the drugs that they put you on for mm-hmm. anxiety and um, this. Uh, there's a if you type in on Google or on YouTube, clinical studies psilocybin. There's a lot of amazing research that's coming out right now around the country. The government is finally sanctioning this psilocybin to be used in studies, and it's it's the impact is incredible. I mean, yeah, I, I highly highly recommend it. It will be legal in the next, I, I imagine, the next ten or fifteen years. But at this point, it's a little underground. But you can find it anywhere. Nice, it's out here. So, like, I've always wondered. Now that you're talking about your grandmother. Mm-hmm. What is your ethnic background like? <laughs> Because I've always, like... Well, like, we know grandma's Puerto Rican. Yeah, no, grandma's Puerto Rican. <laughs> grandma's Puerto Rican. Okay. So, so my dad is from San Antonio, Okay, Texas. okay. So, like, ethnically, I say Chicano Boricua. Okay, and okay. Puerto Rican is a mixture of black, indigenous, mm-hmm. Spanish, but a lot of other weird European mix in there, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what my, my Puerto Rican side is. And then my dad is, like, like 60 to 70% indigenous, like... 20, 30% Spanish, a little bit of African, a little bit of Moorish, or a little bit of, mm-hmm. you know, just like a little bit of mixture of mm-hmm. okay. Spanish stuff. So okay. that's, you know. Like, I've always person. wanted to ask you, but I never got around She's like, I don't know if that's rude or not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think it's rude, because I feel like um, nowadays, um, especially if you're unsure, why not just ask? You can learn a lot of different things about other people's um, heritage and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't, I personally, I, as long as you ask the correct question, you yeah. know, like, you at least got to say it in the right in the right. Uh, but it's right different. Right it's word. different yeah. coming from a person of color versus yeah. Like yeah. when a white person's like, "Hey, so what? What, what are, are you exactly?" But they. No, but the thing you? is, it's when the way white people say it, they where, don't where use the correct from? terminology because yeah. they because they're what, they're ignorant they're, on how to ask about these things. They're not worried about <laughs> black and brown people. So if you ask it with the correct terminology, and you're like. You're just truly interested in that person's heritage, yeah. then it comes off as being genuine. But you know, if you're like, "Oh, 
what are you like? Oh, I see that your hair is like a loose. It's like a pretty curl. You know, how, 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 why why is your hair straight and not curly like the rest of yeah. you black yeah. people? Right, like that. That's what blows me. Or if you just assume mm-hmm. that I'm something and you don't even you didn't even like ask. Like I'm not gonna just assume. I'm gonna ask because. You know, assuming means you make an ass of you and me. Oh, my, my, mm, problem, with, my problem with white people, <laughs> my problem with white people when they ask this question is Anglo normativity. This idea that uh, you can't be from here, you can't be from America, you can't be from this place because yeah. you're not white. That yeah. is like the implied thing. It's like, oh, I could ask them what they are. Oh, I'm just, I'm just white. You know, I'm just American. It's like, no, no, that's you are not. You are European American ass. I, that's the term I, st- I like. I like to use now. Like. Just They're Americans, European. we're African Americans, we're Puerto Rican Americans, we're Mexican Americans. Like, no, y'all are European Americans. You are not native to this place. And that's like the implication when they ask you is like, mm-hmm. oh, so what are you? Because like, mm-hmm. clearly you're not white, so you can't be from here. It's like, mm-hmm. bitch, you are from here either. Yo ass <laughs> came here undocumented as fuck, stole a bunch of land. Like, hell no. I do not let people pass on that. Okay. That's the worst. But uh, yeah, so it's like I, I definitely keep occupy this like racially ambiguous space. I'm in a lot of black spaces too. Mm-hmm. So folks are like, "Are you black?" And I'm like, oh, "That's a complicated question." You know, like on the one, based on the one drop rule, yes. But I don't think I experienced the black experience. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. like when people see me, they racialize me as Arab. You mm-hmm. know, like I got a beard, mm-hmm. my hair's long. I live in the Arab part of Detroit and the Mexican part of Detroit. So like that, they identify me as Latino or Arab unless they're white and then they think I'm like black or mixed. Some mixed people think I'm mixed. Yeah, but what people don't realize that um, there's like, there's there's black, there's black Puerto Ricans. Mm -hmm. There's white Puerto Ricans. So like, I don't understand like when, well, I I have noticed that a lot of of, uh, Latinos, they won't associate themselves as being black or unless like unless they are like Afro Latinos and they can really just like are okay, proud of it. Yeah, or, I can really connect with this because I've grown up this way. But they don't want to say that they're black because there's like a negative connotation because there's there's yeah. always going to be like that colorism going yeah. on in every culture. There's a strange racial hierarchy to the Caribbean, which starts oh with, my which starts with Haiti. Mm-hmm. And the Dominican Republic, one island, super racist, the fucking, like, Criollo mixed elite. Yeah. <laughs> and taking most of the island, all the good land, stripping it from Haiti. Right next door to them is Cuba. Mm-hmm. Cuba's a little bit, like, blacker, but their racial politics are, are a lot better because they're socialists. But they have the same problem as Puerto Ricans, where they, they like to pretend, like, race isn't a big issue on their island. Puerto Ricans are the worst about this. Like, and Puerto Ricans are the next island over. They're the lightest. They have mm-hmm. the most privilege because they have American citizenship. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people trying to come to Puerto Rico. So Puerto Rico has, like, definitely, like, a major, like, light-skinned racism sort of thing going on. And Latino people generally do have, have this as a major issue. The biggest yeah. issue about it is, like, I mean, like, that's where, like, the drop-off where um, the, the, lynch, the, uh, the lynch stuff started, where that's where they taught... The slave owners. How you know to that was control. a fake letter. I mean, but that's where. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, fake. I'm saying that's where a lot of the. That's where it all began. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's where it all began. Literally. That's where the the scaring tactics were. That's where the scaring tactics were at, because that's where they like. Okay, if you do this, I'm a chop your hand off. I'm a I'm a rip your baby out of you. You know, and then they took the rest of them to to the America. To, I mean, to to US. And then the continental U.S. And that's where, like, okay, I'm not going to do this. 
I mean, most most African people who are in the Americas came through the Caribbean at some point. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was the first jump off space. It was literally in uh, 1492, Columbus came. There were Moors on board with him. So black people were here yeah. from Git. And then um, <laughs> second, like 10 years after Columbus's son killed all the indigenous people in Puerto Rico, they brought African people to work the land. So African people have been a, a part of this since day one. And like, yeah, the whole institution started there. <laughs> Crazy. Aaron hit the mic again. My titties hit the mic. Ah. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> this is a whole mistake. Aaron hit the mic again. Okay. This is the racial justice episode. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, that's all. Of, that's but that's part of your art, though. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, your art from when we talked. Because I met you when I was at the apparatus room. When I that was my first time painting live. Mm-hmm. And my first time. <laughs> Shout out to Reyes for that. Thank you. And, Shout uh, out to the coach creators. Yeah, yeah. and Lewis because Lewis really plugged me with that. But. uh Shout out to Lewis and Christian, man. Yeah, they out here. All the homies. But um, yeah, because we talked about how you got arrested because mm. you tagged that. Uh, what was it? A water tower? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I painted um, "Free the Water" on a water tower that's at uh, Davison and I seventy five, that big white one. Uh, I had actually tagged it before, and it was a it was a graffiti beef. So like y'all have like podcast beefs or rap beefs. <laughs> graffiti beefs is like when somebody goes yeah, over you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and then, like, if somebody goes over your stuff and leaves a little piece of your stuff underneath and visible, that's like, that's man. a super disrespectful disrespect. ass, super disrespectful. So, like, we covered up this white boy who tags Africa. N- not a big fan. Uh, He's actually, he actually is dead, though. So, like, it was like a no no. On our part, it was a no no because he had died <laughs> and he's kind of like a graph legend. So, we had tagged, me and this guy, Endio, this Native American guy. Shout out Indio, man. I see. I was gonna ask when I want to put him out there. Yeah, shout out Indio, man. Yeah, I mean, that's the homie. Yeah, me and him are. We had some things, but yeah, uh, he he we, we he we started tagging together, um, and uh, yeah, th- we had tagged over Africa, and then Mints. So like we had tagged a, a black fist, and then it said decolonize and Indio on it, and then like this guy Mints and this other guy I can't even Sui or some shit. Came and tagged it over and turned the black fist into like a a, a rock on sort of like symbol, something like this. Mm-hmm. So then me and uh, my homie Astro came and took it back and made it free the water. And then he put Astro on it and I put NSTRS on it. When was this? This was like 2015. Our oh. trial was like 2016. Yeah. So like wait, wait. they charged us with uh, I think like 13 or 14 felonies, $75,000 fine. And mm-hmm. they wanted us to t- spend uh, a year in jail. That was like what they were going for on the original charges. Really? A fuck year the in jail. pigs. Fuck a the year? buff. <laughs> so we, we had like four, we had to go in and out of court like 14 or 15 times over 2016. And we finally beat the case. Uh, I'll say this one interesting story, this one interesting incident that came out of it. So like I've been, I've been knowing the We Are Culture Creators guys for a long time. Like Demacio and K1 and those young guys. Like... The Rise Up, they were part of the Rise Up in the early part of like this collective that I was a part of in Southwest. Um, and Mike, when he came to Detroit, when Reyes came to Detroit and started We Are Culture Creators, he had had an event where the mayor was there. And he got that relationship with Aunt Adrian. Um, and the mayor was there the same time my water trial was going down. So like the homies were there like telling Mike Duggan, like, hey, my, ho- my, my dude's like facing this trial, lay off him or whatever. So the mayor come up and talk to me. He's like, hey, so you're, I heard you did the Free the Water. Um, I'll uh, talk to the prosecutors if you promise me that you won't paint graffiti again in the city like that. Oh. 
and I was like, it was like a moment for me where I was like, oh, I could just like be cool with the mayor or whatever, and like, oh yeah, sure, I won't paint in graffiti ever again. But then I was like, kind of like, fuck you, I did that shit for a good reason. Right. And I was like, how about this? If you stop shutting people's water off, and if you stop foreclosing on people's homes, then I'll have no reason to paint graffiti anymore. And he like smirked and walked away, told his, and then his prosecutors came extra hard on us but like we had a really good lawyer and we had a really cool judge judge scutt he was like one of the coolest judges out there really looked out for us he actually he died too oh no um which was yeah it's sad because it's like it's hard it's it's rare to have a good judge it's very yeah. rare to have a good judge i wonder if that was the same judge no we, when did this happen this is 2016 oh no that's because um you know Escada. He oh well he's one of the, one of the uh, homies and he got he got in trouble for tagging a wall and one of his judges also helped him and he he the judge asked for a piece of his artwork yeah and, oh, he, wow. and he put it in his courtroom oh, that's yeah. Dope. yeah so he was like yeah I had a really good judge that's and he nice. was like really down for the art stuff it might have been Scott it might have been Scott because he was he was real cool it was one of the few I mean I'm, I don't even give these judges any. I forgot which precinct he was he was at, but like yeah, he was talking about how he had a good judge as well. Yeah, there was a whole ass graffiti task force set up. Uh, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, after, That's crazy. After like what was it? The like mid two thousand tens, like when it was going when they started to influx the money into the city. Yep. Mm-hmm. They were actually targeting people who were just tagging even the abandoned buildings and stuff, just because they felt like it was a blight and it was causing yeah, but, issues for the money they were putting into the city. Like, but. The but city's different. Like now, like oh, yeah. ten years ago, yo, it was a graffiti mecca. Ten years ago, people were coming from everywhere to Detroit just to paint. Just to paint. People were coming from New York, uh, Europe. They were coming from out of town just to come to Detroit to paint because it was known that it was like a lawless area yeah, to get up. Control. You know, in yeah. Europe, um, graffiti is like a well. The place that I went to, I went to France and Spain, covered in graffiti. Mm-hmm. It's like they had designated spots on a building because they like the metal, the metal uh, roll down things to protect the uh, building, the little security thing. Mm-hmm. Those were free game, mm-hmm. and every every establishment that had one of those had graffiti on, on it, all over it, and it was beautiful because it was like, okay, I'm gonna roll it down. It's nighttime, but there's all this art as well to, to show, and I think that was so cool because like they're supporting the artists and letting them have this free canvas, and your city is looking beautiful, like. In retrospect, I know, I know, like, the only rule that I know is, like, if you're going to tag something, you got to have the skills. And if you're going to tag over somebody's work, it better not be, you, your skills have to be better than that person. Yeah. Or, or as good. You got to cap them. Yeah. Because, like, if you tag over somebody with some trash, then you're not respected. <laughs> it's disrespect. Yeah. Disrespect. You're going to cover up my work with some disrespectful stuff. That's just, mm. So the graffiti task force, though, I'm going to close this with that. Okay. Like, that's on some uh, broken windows policing policies. And this idea of broken windows policing is um, this idea that you can change the quality of the neighborhood by changing the aesthetic of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But obviously, like, crime comes from poverty and a lack of resources. So it's, like, really some superficial shit, and it's really always some racist shit at the end of the day. Like, broken windows policing is always ends up being, like, clean up the homeless people, fix up little buildings and and, cha- and get rid of the graffiti and that'll somehow change the character of the community. Mm-hmm. That's what they did with the Super Bowl when the Super Bowl was here. They they put all the homeless people in downtown in, um, in a hotel for the night and then put the little fronts, whatever, on the abandoned buildings that were still in downtown. They put little, like, cardboard shit inside the windows and make it look like, you know, some people were actually in there. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. Like, y'all spending hella money 
to cover up some shit, but y'all can't use that money to actually fix it? In that yeah. whole area where that shit was covered up, uh, that was like, at the time, the Illiches were buying a ton of property under shell companies and intentionally dragging down the aesthetic of that area. So that area where all the parking lots were next to the stadiums, mm-hmm. the Illiches were slowly buying up that area so they could uh, put their hockey... St- so they, I'm so sorry, they could put their hockey phone. stadium... So they could put their hockey stadium up on there. And I, I had a piece about that called Zombieland. If you just check, if you just check out Zombieland Detroit, that's a piece I did mm-hmm. specifically about the racist Illich takeover of that hockey area, which is like fucked up because Detroit education dollars went to pay for this like white person fun place, you know, like mm-hmm. in, in the middle of an impoverished bankrupt city. Mm-hmm. No fucking sense. That's Crazy. what they did in uh, Brazil. It makes sense for the people that's putting the money up for it. That's the whole point. Yeah, exactly. In Brazil, when they hosted, because they did the uh, World Cup, but right before they did World Cup, they did the um, the Olympics, and they mm-hmm. use all the like they Brazil, their their um, economic system is like either you're supreme poverty or you're like you know you're well off. There mm-hmm. is there is no in between, and then they even though that their their economy was trash, um, they hosted the World Cup and they used. They basically use educational fund funds for the host those two things, and like a lot of teachers that were there went on strike because they weren't getting paid and they don't have like the funding to even host it. And it's just crazy because like you know they did all the advertising and you know they make Brazil look so beautiful and whatnot, but then they didn't really go into like the slums area mm-hmm. at all. It's not profitable. They, they don't see profit. They. But, I, I, but this, the, I don't know, it's just, it's, I get it. It's just but I'm just saying, but if you look at, look at, or all the places that held the, the, um, the Olympics, most of the, those areas, they experienced some type of bankruptcy afterwards, mm-hmm. like, with the exception of Beijing. Mm-hmm. Beijing is the, the last place with, an, with a long duration of, duration of time that actually profited off of the Olympics. Mm. And it's crazy because I just went to Beijing and they were talking about how they were one of the few cities that actually made like money off of that and like their tourism went up after they had the olympics hosted there china's crazy yeah the whole dynamic of china is insane too it's crazy because like they have if you look at their economy or like how it's based off um certain areas like in beijing they have better off food because they're in a heart where it's where they're able to to get food from from land to cultivate a land and you the further north or the further west you go, the less food that those people have. And that's where you get the idea that people in China eat, like, scraps. And the only reason why they might eat, like, some quote-unquote weird stuff is because they, <laughs> they don't have soil. They can't, they, can't, they can't even, like, have cattle or anything like that because they, they, they don't have any way to, to put the, you know, to feed those animals because it's either too cold or it's too dry because mm-hmm. it's ma- China is mainly like a desert and then just mountains of yeah, snow. Tibetan. Yeah. All right. Um, Sorry for that. That was little. a extended staying fly segment, but it's <laughs> well, all good. It's all good. Out on you know, poverty, how man. we got through it, you guys got gems at the beginning, <laughs> and then you guys. <laughs> oh. She's talking. She's 
giving a shots. Jen's at the beginning. She's like, oh, I get bored with you guys' conversation. Oh, no. Poverty. And we global that. economic ass All right. people over Y'all here. making it into something that is. This side of the table over here. Y'all making it into something that is not. Don't put me on her side. I mean, I, I was he with was y'all. Here. I was with y'all. Man. He was over here like, well, they making money, so they feeling good about themselves. Yeah, fuck, fuck everybody fuck them. else. Fuck them for nope. making money. That's what I was saying. Fuck them for putting money where they see is money going really to be was? made at. What is do you it, mean? Is that how you express it, though? I'm just, that's, I'm just messing. That's how I express it. Nah, yeah, fuck them. I, I mean, say fuck fascism. Brazil is descended into fascism. Want? That's what I say. I mean, I'm talking about I mean, Detroit. That. The guy who's just took over as president in Brazil is like worse than Trump. He's like terrible. Terrible. No, all I was saying was that um, gems that they can take away for that segment. It was a joke. I wasn't saying, <laughs> but you turned it into something that, uh, that's cute. <laughs> Keep doing it. Keep okay. doing it. Okay, okay. Um, so we're going to move into the Unicorns Are Real segment. Mm. Um, of course, this is where we let the unicorns express their creative mind and what their unicorn is or are, yeah. what their unicorns are. It's, it describe your art, um, your artistic mind and what you do with it. I'm really interested to hear what Five has to say. Why? So yeah, Five, start because us I've, off. I've never discussed... Exactly what you do, what you do, or I don't like do shit, man. I just ah. I just put up stickers everywhere around the city, and people be like, "Oh, that shit's dope, bro." What do you do? Yeah, I mean, I, I dabble with the graffiti. You know, I, I'm a I describe myself as a visual artist. You know, when people ask me what I do, I say it's easier for me to tell you what I don't do, just because I feel like uh, I'm kind of multifaceted. You Pull know? out some pics. I'm trying to see these slaps. <laughs> Man, check my Instagram. I don't know. It's just, it's, I mean, it's just like logo stickers. You know what I mean? It's not like uh, the two two eights. You know, it's, I don't really do that too much. What's anymore. your IG page? Five thirteen. Five X thirteen. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Five X thirteen. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, no, I, I don't know. Uh, I would call myself a visual artist. Uh, I do illustration, digital graphic design. I paint. Uh, I actually wanted to get in the mural this year, but it didn't really work out. So we're gonna, you know, shoot for next year. You make some nice flyers. Uh, oh, I did make a flyer. Yeah, I'm a photographer. No, five X thirteen, all letters. Oh, all letters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I do a little bit, bit of videography. What I don't do is like animation. I guess I haven't really tried that. I don't really do too much cartooning. But yeah, I, I don't know. Digital, digital artist, traditional print. What's your you know? favorite? Ah. Uh, or do you not have a favorite? I don't really have a favorite. I guess right now my favorite is just like digital, digital works, mm-hmm. just because uh, I don't know. I've always been into computers, and it's like manipulation is kind of fun to me. You know, mm-hmm. like like logo design, and that I guess would be my I wouldn't say my favorite, but my strong suit. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this one. Yeah, <laughs> this boxy five thirteen. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Nice. That's like that that's like the OG logo, man. That's yeah, the one that's I guess nice. most people identify me with. Mm-hmm. That's real nice. I appreciate it. Well, um. What started you with doing digital art or doing, I guess, expressing yourself fully, uh, like, creatively? I don't know. What started? I mean, I don't know. I, I Honestly, uh, I never really intended to be, like, a visual artist. I, I started off with music. Okay. You know, I was uh, in choir and church choir and school choir and always sang. You sang? Yeah, five sings. Yeah, I, I sing. And he Ooh. has a pretty decent voice. I used to voice. sing, you know. Really? Uh, we going to get a sample or? No, it's you just not what we're here for. You want to do a unicorns are real thing? Uh, no, I, you oh, can like, sing. Like a, like a, you, like yeah, a you can just theme sing. song? Yeah, like, Why are we talking about that like forever Make us a little drop. <laughs> yeah, That'll sing for like, us five. Right, maybe, maybe, maybe another time. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah, no, like I, I started off in music, but uh, I always had like artistic talent, always like doodled and I guess when I was younger, it started off with graffiti. Like growing up in the city, you know, just seeing all the graffiti everywhere kind of 
like was like this is dope this is what i want to do you know like this is for some reason i identify with i guess it's riding around everywhere yeah looking out the window always seeing it's like mm-hmm. i like this i fuck with it i don't know what it is but i want to do it you know and so you get a black book and start like you know drawing putting letters together and i think that's where the connect of you know graphic design and illustration kind of met because at a younger age messing with graffiti i kind of understood the structures of letters you know mm-hmm. which kind of ties into my moniker or my alias yeah. but i like understood the structure of letters differently like as far as shapes which allows you to modify the letter you know to make it look different even though it's the same letter uh-huh. like a letter k is just three lines basically you know yeah you but can make those lines any way you want you can do anything you want with those three lines within the realm of it still being a letter k you know so mm-hmm. i don't know but flip it turn it upside down yeah. backwards mirror it yeah, that's what I do. Like, well, in my logo, actually, yeah. I put the E backwards mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> was I with y'all that day when I put five thirteen on the ground? <laughs> yeah. I put it like F, a capital F, a I, a V, and then a backwards three. Yeah. And I looked away and looked back at it. You said something like, "Oh, it's five thirteen. and it was just said five, but the <laughs> one and the E backwards looks like a, the I looks like a one, one. Yeah. and the yeah. E backwards was like a three. I never noticed that until that day, mm-hmm. and it kind of blew my mind. Like that, I didn't think of it like that, but I don't know. That was weird. But yeah, I don't know. Um, Your illustration's tight, man. I appreciate it, man. I actually haven't been doing anything like new as far as like illustration for myself. I kind of got lost in chasing a dollar. Like, you know, not making art for art's sake and not being an artist first. More so trying to like get the get business. Money. Yeah, like actually like chasing like just like, okay, I see that I can make money with this. So let me just go down this path of, you know, trying to produce as much as I can for Monetary. Compensation instead of doing it for like myself or actually making art for people that want to enjoy the art. So that's why. Like, that. Yeah, I, that's what I meant when I said earlier. I'm trying to like give back, like center myself, ground mm-hmm. myself, and figure out what it is and what I want to do where I want to go with it. So the graffiti led into the graphic design. So which came first, the apple or the seed? That's a good question. <laughs> I would say, as far as like my, I don't want to say a professional, um, like career artist, the graffiti came first. Like before I was doing, like I was doing graffiti first and then I decided to be a actual artist, mm. you know? So yeah, probably, probably, probably the graffiti came first. Okay. I, I, I used to get made fun of for drawing like spray paint cans in my, uh, <laughs> like, like black book all the time. Like my friends like, Hey Ed, you got the book with all the spray paint cans? And I'm like, like, you know, you, like a black book, you don't really want to show everybody. It's kind of like a sketchbook, yeah, the same yeah. thing. It's not for everybody to see. Even my sketchbook now, like I don't have to really show everybody, but I don't know. Yeah, it's like photographers and photos, you know, they don't yeah, show yeah, photos. Yeah, I got a lot of photos on my computer that people will never see. Ooh. And you a photographer too? Ah, uh, yeah, I dabble. I dabble. I wouldn't I'm not like a professional photographer, but yeah, I, I take pictures. So so since you guys both are into graffiti and like the Detroit scene has changed, obviously, with a lack of graffiti. Um since do you think that like murals in the market was a way for them to like just be able to put back into that but on a on, on a I guess rule basis where you can only legal you can legally do this now? Do you think it takes like the fun out of it though? Like I I think what it takes out of it is it takes out a lot of the Detroit talent like mm-hmm. Because you have to be picked to do it, Mural, right? Yeah, Mirrors in the Market and um, Red Bull House of Art. Yeah. I 
kind of I don't want to say I have a problem with it, but I just don't. And the I don't X, like how they one X Gallery too. They like go outward. Like you're in Detroit, I get it. Red Bull House of Art is like a national company or business, mm-hmm. or whatever. But instead of like incorporating more Detroit artists, they got like one Detroit artist and then everyone else from everywhere else. Instead yeah. of keeping it in Detroit in house, but it's I mean it's a business, so you know they're they're not really. But there's so many the talented art. people though. There's like there's you so mean many in Detroit. Or just, yeah, in I mean Detroit. That, that's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it, I, it I can name no on one hand like you know muralists that are ready to paint right now, but. Yep. Instead of picking people in your own community, I want to bring other people in to increase the money that's coming in and the looks because of other people I outside have, of Detroit. Yeah, Mirrors in the Market, it was a lot of... I fuck with it, though. I mean, a, I, lot of, a lot of uh, white artists. A lot of white a artists. A lot of white yeah. artists. <laughs> I, got, I have a whole ass workshop dedicated to gentrification as community aesthetics and graffiti. Like a whole... like I, Like... A whole ass workshop where I delve into two or three instances, but I'll just talk about one real quick. Um, and it's just like the the combination of development, capitalism, and gentrification is like really the nexus of where the problems begin and where local artists get looked over. Uh, one exists, specific example is a syntax uh, mm-hmm. in the Grand River Creative Corridor. Mm-hmm. So some Grand River Creative Corridor was started by this white developer, real estate developer guy. And, like, when he was trying to get in with the community, he's like, well, I'm going to use Syntex to get in. Syntex is a local, indigenous, and black hip-hop artist. Like he's, he's an OG in the graffiti game and the hip-hop game in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So this real estate developer put him up in the middle of uh, a nice-ass apartment. He would throw nice parties and stuff over there. But basically, like, the Grand River Creative cor- Corridor blew up. To the point where this real estate guy felt like he didn't need Syntex anymore. So he ended up kicking the dude out the building and then tried to paint over some of his murals. And that's when he pa- that's when they uh, he-, he painted the Vincent Chu mural, which was a dope ass mural. I really liked that mural, but like he did it over like uh, th- like I think it was like Elijah Muhammad and a number of like really important you know Detroit based historical figures. So Syntex painted over the uh, Vincent Chu mural because uh, basically the white guy, the developer, thought he could like paint over that mural without the permission the- without the permission of the man who owned the building that it was on. So Syntex went and talked to the building owner, covered it back up. But it was just like a really interesting instance of like where white capitalists come in and decide they are the ones who can control and dictate where and when people can or cannot paint. And that's really like what I, my, my perspective on murals in the market as well is like it's really about like uh, new white takeover Detroit deciding where you can paint, mm-hmm. what's acceptable paint, what's actual art and what's actual graffiti. And like... All gra- if if you like if you fuck with graffiti you fuck with all graffiti or, or you don't mm-hmm. fuck with graffiti mm-hmm. and that's the problem people's like oh I don't like graffiti I don't, I only like good graffiti like no all all graffiti starts with them little ass annoying tags people don't like those little <laughs> ass things because that is all graffiti like mm-hmm. that, the entire spectrum of graffiti is graffiti so yeah I mean the the culture is just getting gentrified and commodified and that's something we're seeing all over the country. Uh, it, you know Art Basel started that shit and like they're trying to copy that with the murals in the market sort of thing. I, I like it aesthetically. It does provide an opportunity for some cool artists to come to town and collaborate and meet Detroiters and stuff like that. But generally speaking, it's just to me representative of this like new Detroit white gentrification shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and they never hit me up new for five thirteen. Yeah. You got something in there? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't. That, uh, I mean, I, I, do I, like I mean, the I, I, I was say I do know people who are a part of it that are Detroit based. You know, the hooligans. They did. Their walls. Yep. 
uh, Tony Ray. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of actual yeah, Detroit artists that are in there, too. but yeah. for the most part, it just seems like a, a big money grab, like a big uh, excuse to try and incorporate arts into our goals and plans on making more money and. But it's, the it's new Detroit, up, new Detroit. It's know? coming up concurrently with the graffiti task force. You know, that's, that's the thing. Is like that shit is blowing up as the graffiti task force is cracking down. You know? Shout out, shout out, Fiber too. My bad. Fiber's nice. There's um, there's like some um, uh, I've seen it like online elsewhere, but like where people they'll buy a space just for like, but of course, I imagine you have to pay to tag inside there. Like so, it's like a place where graffiti artists can just tag. Anywhere in a building, like five points in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just imagine that I would think that you would have to pay to do it. Wasn't the Quinter cut? Like, didn't they allow people at one point in time to actually go down there and do graffiti mm-hmm. if you wanted to and shit? But, but now, like now, now it's like yeah, now that, you know what? That's all about to say that earlier. Same story. It's about to make it full circle about how you talking about Kendrick Mark control. It's all about control. It's mm-hmm. all about them trying to be able to say. We don't necessarily like what you guys are doing, but we like it enough if you make it pretty enough that you can do it over here and then we can all win. Like y'all can paint, y'all can do it, and then we can make money while y'all do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's that's the whole point. It's for them to make money and to profit and to benefit long standing more longer than the murals will be there. It's so crazy to think about how um art is so tied into the art the white flight and then yeah. how it how they leave because of art. And now they're coming in the back. back. <laughs> yeah, of, of yeah. art. And they use art to yeah. increase the value of their property. Man. <laughs> and it's, it's the same art that decreased the value. We don't want to be here. It's too much graffiti. Graffiti begets crime and whatnot. But, but now now we the want murals, graffiti. the yeah. murals is like, oh, it's pretty. It's nice. It's, it's they, nice faces. They don't Man. call it graffiti when it's, it's graffiti. Now it's street art. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So there's another wall that is an example of this exact same situation. So... While all this takeover shit's going on, like, um, the city started issuing blight tickets to people who have un unsolicited art. Like, if you oh, if you yeah. don't have permission, so there's like a lot of legendary old ass murals on nice buildings, mm-hmm. permission murals that had to get taken down because the owners they, got blight tickets and they covered wow. it up, and it was it was legal. Legendary contracted shit. murals that were yes. supposed to be there. It was okay. The owners knew, the city knew, but when Duggan came in and did that, the the contracts for that shit. They were going around painting over shit, and like people were like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, why are y'all taking this shit down when we have permission to have this up?" But it's like, "No, we don't like it. We're going to paint over it without even asking or going through the actual proper steps to determine whether or not it was a legal mirror or not." But exactly, you know, that's crazy. Detroit doesn't really like graffiti; they like street art. That's what (laughs) it is. Street art, exactly. Like (laughs) murals in the market. They like art that is on the street, not of the street. (laughs) One more quick quick piece on this uh there was like this gentry mural in uh southwest that came that popped up it was done by this group called uh the hygienic dress league oh uh, yeah i see which, i seen their work they're uh, dequinder cut yeah. they're super weird they're a white couple that goes to places in the hood and they like their art is like them wearing golden masks like toxic masks like you in a toxic ass place mm-hmm. holding pigeons and pheasants and weird shit like that so it's like they did this in the middle of uh, Mexican town, and there's like an aesthetic to the murals in our hood, you know. In the, in Mexican town, there's an aesthetic to it's like it's all Latino centered, all the art in that area. Mm-hmm. So like when a, a white person came and uh, bought out this building, they they bought it in the hygienic dress league and did this mural on it. And to me, that's an insult. Like we're dealing with hella pollution in in Southwest Detroit. Oh we're my faced gosh, with Marathon, U.S. Steel. Yeah. Like I used 50- to live in Southwest. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like how far, like 4217 or? It was like, okay, 
Let me see. <laughs> so I live closer to e-course, like touching yeah. e-course. And <laughs> that's where my that's, that's where my family's from. All my family's mm-hmm. in e-course. Yeah. Like all the ones that didn't stay in Southwest just like slightly crossed, yeah. crossed over and went to e-course. E-course and Southwest, same thing. Yeah. What's <laughs> fucked up is like Close. 4 it, 2 and 7 is the most Southwest Southwest, mm-hmm. but because it's, doesn't, it's not Latino, people don't consider it Southwest. Mm-hmm. It's like, and they get overlooked a lot, which I think is really fucked up on some like Latino racist shit. <laughs> it's true. I'm just calling it out. Um, but yeah, so like this gentries came and painted this mural in, in the middle of the hood. Gentries. Yeah, I, okay. I was thinking I, that. The I first time like, you said it, I heard it. Yeah. Like, it went in one or out the other. But then the second time, I was like, it clicked. Yeah. Gentries. Okay. I, I think yeah. it has like a, a, a has origin a kind of in like to it. feudal European shit. Like the gentry class is like the um, middle class in feudal Europe or some shit like that. So like, interesting. But I've like appropriated the term to describe gentrifying. I appreciate the etymology. Yeah. 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 So they came to the hood and painted this weird mural of like toxic masks and shit like in a polluted hood. And I thought, we all thought that was an insult. Mm-hmm. So uh, a bunch of homies in the crew tagged all over this mural and like put like white people like leave Detroit, no gentrification, like don't homogenize our community. So then like an article came up about this and like Dog, like the the white racist comments that were on that article were crazy. So people were like, people in Mexican town don't even understand what gentrification is. The word homogenization is way too big. Must not been one of the Detroit illiterate. Wow. Somebody wow. else went as far yeah. as to say, um, the, I'm, I'm paraphrasing the quote. I have it on, on this like presentation that I do. Um, but the quote is something like, uh, black and Black folks need to decide if they want our help or not, because if they don't, we'll take our money away that we're using to redevelop their city for police force on the outside of the city uh, to protect us from the lawlessness that will break out when we divest from your hood. So it was just like some straight gentrifying, like crazy politics, just clear and open and easy. I'm like, bro, like you, you are probably just some like normal working class peon, like just on some shit like like, I mean. That's just some weird white nationalism shit. You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, crazy, crazy. Like, whiteness is the original identity politics. I always say this. People, like, get mad about, like, queers and, like, black folks being, like, about talking about race and identity and shit like that. But it's, like, whiteness is the original identity politics. Like, bro, you are not part of the elite class taking over the city, and yet you have the audacity to say some dumbass shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. If you want to see, like, the depravity and the racism of Detroit, read the comment section. Don't don't ever read the comment yeah, section. Don't. don't just don't read the comment section. Yeah, don't do it. You get pissed. You will like I uh, even it's, on like it's YouTube insight, and all it's that. Insight. People like people talk about like colorblind shit. You like never surprised. Real, like, you never get surprised when you read the comment section. I mean, it's like I expected you to think that. I expected you to feel that way. But you Super know, troll. but underneath the guise of anonymity, anonymity, <laughs> when when you when anonymously, when you compose anonymously, you can you know say whatever you feel like you want, but you wouldn't say those same things if you were face to face with the person that you're saying them about. Hell no, they. Wouldn't. But that's the internet. That's you know internet culture these days. For real. So Antonio, if you could describe your your artistic mind, your mm-hmm. creativeness, your unicorn, how would you um, say it is? Man, I, I don't know. Like, I, my IG page contains a lot of it. I, I feel like I just live a creative life. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you're like the what what people would say, like, like the artsy hippie type person. Somebody they would call me artsy like, niggas. I, I don't. 
I don't like to me pick um, in particular fartsy, like man. people like say oh you're like a hipster. I personally don't like to be categorized, mm-hmm. but in their definition, that's how somebody that's a non-artist would see you as. Yeah, 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 for uh, sure. Because you know you grow your own, you growing your own food. You know you're doing, you get all these, all these um, images about like how the government is like you know trolling us and whatnot, yeah. and you know talking about. Um, Black power, uh, power for Latinos, power for um, the LGBTQ community, all that. They would definitely identify you as a hipster. Yeah, yeah. For if sure. you're gonna go by their standards. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like, <laughs> um, so I mean, a lot of my work. Uh, I mean, I, I like to think of my work as just like radical art. You know, yeah. art, like radical, radical living. So radical that the term radical just means like getting to the root of things. You know, it's like grasping at the root of 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 issues so like a lot of like my what i was most known for in my graffiti was uh tagging decolonize all over the city uh, so i would climb to the top of water towers the top of buildings and, and tag decolonize on stuff and that was like probably what i was doing like the most in the graph game i was mostly and that's called um rollers so it wasn't even like spray paint a lot of my stuff was rollers and then i was uh tagging fists a lot throughout the city as well so i started out as graffiti and my graffiti was my shit's all political. Basically, everything I do is like super political. Like I'm like my background's in economics. That's what I studied in college, um, and uh, I mean, so like where it all comes from for me is even a, it comes from a place of pain. Like in the 2008 financial crisis, my parents lost their home to Quicken Loans to Dan Gilbert shit. You know, so mm-hmm. like um, a lot of my sense of justice comes from like the dispossession that like my ancestors, our ancestors have historically experienced. So um, I went from like, so I graduated college right when Detroit was going into bankruptcy. A lot of my shit was like, fuck the bankruptcy, fuck white colonial bullshit, Um, which I I would think of, I think of what's happening in Detroit as a neo-colonial thing. Uh, And I have all these like, a lot of stuff to say about that. But um, so a lot of my work was like set in that like oppositional politic uh even my organizing like we would like when the emergency manager came i painted a bunch of um banners and we used these banners to shut down the freeways to make white people late to tr- to come into work <laughs> so it's like oh yeah you're going to like take away democracy in our city we're going to take we're going to make you late to work you know uh, and that was called the motown slowdowns y'all could check that out uh, rachel maddow cover that uh, on tv we like we were doing civil disobedience uh in the city ho- in um city council uh, we was doing civil disobedience uh, when uh, trying to stop the water shutoff trucks from coming out. Um, I have a video on Vimeo. Uh, if you just type in um, a private demolition company shuts off pregnant woman's water on Ramadan, we we did a little civil, diso- civil disobedience trying to stop a water shutoff in my neighborhood. Um, so I, a lot of my art came in like the midst of organizing against the takeover in Detroit. Uh, but that, but when you're trying to fight like economic shit, like you you're straight losing, like fighting neoliberalism is like a losing battle. You know, it's like trying to stop the tides in the ocean. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So for me, like, uh, I ca- I came to need healing. You know, like I, you just can't be like taking L's <laughs> in your in your art and your activism all yeah. day, and like just be cool. So like, I started gardening in my backyard. You know, like kicking it with my neighbors on like healing by touching the land, uh, taking these properties that were like detritus and garbage left for the banks 
and turning them into a farm, you know, like by working with the city. Shout out Rico Razzo for helping us tear down houses and shit like that. Uh, and that became a, a creative outlet for me too. So I think of the gardening and the outdoor nature work as like healing our dispossession from the land. Um, so that's like a big thrust of my work now is taking young black and brown folks from the city out to the forest and to don't go camping and to like hunt for mushrooms and to like identify trees. And I, I aspire to take kids hunting and learning, teaching them how to use guns and that's that sort of shit. Like I, that's that's what the work I'm going into. But I mean, people wouldn't call that art. But for me, that's like part of my creative process. It's just like this, like this healing, iterative, you know, reconnection. Are you part of the the groups that go and put um like neighborhood gardens like i know my friend um cynthia shout out to cinderella she was um and on the east side <laughs> on the east side there uh, in her neighborhood there was a garden and uh i know in the summer a uh, couple summers ago she was talking about it how like she was growing like some greens she she was growing like some peppers and and all that and then she was it was like a neighborhood garden yeah. and everybody had their own like little little row and i thought that was so cool yeah, because so um, you bring your neighborhood together, you know, nowadays people don't even know their neighbors and whatnot. You know, I don't even know my neighbors. I, I just know, I know who lives where. I don't know them by name. Mm-hmm. They don't know me. Yeah. And neighborhoods are changing. Cause I remember at my grandparents' house, when I go there, you know, we sit on the porch, we interact with our, yeah. with our neighbors. You know, every time somebody rides by, you know, you wave, they might even stop and have a full conversation with you. You know, you know hey, the people uh, within yeah. your neighborhoods, but now people are so closed <laughs> off. So- and I think that's like an evolution of technology, too. That's how my grandparents are still in um, Southwest because they are like, well, my granddad used to be the neighborhood president and they kept their street. They knew every neighbor on their mm-hmm. block. They still do. Like, it's some younger people that moved in that my grandparents be like, who are they? But they still like organize like the block club or like, you know, have block club meetings and block off the block where yeah. the kids can still like go out in the streets, get to know everybody mm-hmm. there and have everybody interact, which I always thought was cool growing up there needs to be more and it's community just, yeah, it, yeah and then i like that because they made sure that their their little block well, on liddesdale stayed <laughs> where it was a close-knit community and you knew everybody because that means everybody's also watching out for your stuff mm-hmm. because they know you or yeah. they have a connection to you i yeah. love that that area is like one of the most civically engaged areas in, mm-hmm. the, in the world like somebody like get a permit to like open a diesel trucking thing like it's going to be like eight grandmas in that meeting like, <laughs> and like, hell no, we don't want another diesel yeah. truck place in our neighborhood. <laughs> like that for it, two and seven, like area right down there by E-Course is like, yeah, the people hold it down. It's like, they do. I describe it as like a middle, cl- like a middle class auto worker, like old retired auto worker. Mm-hmm. So and that's exactly unions. what they are. <laughs> yeah, I love that area. I mean, I love that area, but it's what's sad to me is like, they have some of the highest voter turnouts in the entire city. Um, and they still can't like stop all the pollution that's coming to that mm-hmm. area. Like it's 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 classic textbook environmental racism. The fact that Marathon's in the middle of a nine billion dollar expansion. The fact that this new bridge is coming to that area in Delray. Uh, the fact that like it's going to be a ton of trucking coming to mm-hmm. that area now too. So it's going to be more industrialized in a place that is like the number one, two, or three most polluted zip codes in the country year after year. So like that's what kills me is like they need to buy those people out. If, if you live close to Marathon. Yeah. Marathon is to buy your ass out. I remember, well, I don't, I don't think I was in middle school and they got like, we got like a payment for being in that area of some form. 
because of the pollution in that area. Because yeah. I I remember that. I remember it was like a like slight payment. I don't remember how much mm-hmm. it was, but it was like a slight payment because it was like you're in that region of Southwest and you have all those. Oh my goodness! I just you just like know when you're driving down 75, and you smell that yep. sulfur oh come can, through. Oh my god! You know I used to close. I used to hate it. I'd be like, dog, yeah. we gotta we gotta come through this every day. You know when you're day. close. You don't even have to look. You can just you can just close you your eyes. <laughs> yes, I'm in Southwest. I'm here now. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I've made my destination, and that's terrible. You yeah, know, it's crazy. Like you said, they need to buy people out. Yeah, they need. Just like how they need to pay, (laughs) they need to they need to pay the people that with the bad water. Like it's crazy, just letting those people just just go out there with no water. Like right now, um, I work in Ann Arbor, and people always say, "Oh, you work in the like the greatest the greatest district ever." You know, you know they they have so much money, blah blah blah, whatever. Like they they straight play these kids. Like it's 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 insane. But like right now, we're going through a whole like water testing thing. So our water in the in the in the lounge area is not being in use because it's being tested. Wow. So I'm like, okay, well, well, how long are they gonna be testing this for, and why is it taking us so long? And then like as it's being tested, they still have like the water fountains like for the kids in use. But I don't understand like if you think that there might be lead in the water, and you're testing it. Why would you still have the water yeah, fountains well, going? Yeah, why would you still let the students have access yeah, to it since the, you're like cutting it off for the adults or yeah, whatever? Like you, the kids, they'll be okay. You know, it's <laughs> not good enough for the adults to use, but we're gonna let these kids drink this contaminated water if if it's possibly if it's, contaminated. Yeah, possibly, <laughs> possibly, con- possibly contaminated contaminated yeah. water. Like that makes absolutely no sense. Like I don't, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's like all over the place. People are really starting to test for lead in the water. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, there's a bunch of clo- schools that closed this year finally, mm-hmm. they, but they've been knowing they've had lead in that mm-hmm. water, and and like the new guy took over VD took over the education system, and like he's like shut them down like the day before school started this year. It was like eleven high schools and grade schools throughout Detroit that had to shut down. Okay, they they they're doing that, but to take it back to like to like painting and stuff, are they are they stripping they stripping the lead paint? Off, off these schools though, because you know, like those old buildings. Oh, they- we also okay. So, <laughs> like the old building. Okay, so my middle school was Burton International. They had to move us from behind, like where Old Castle was, because we used to be in that area. Mm-hmm. And then they moved us to the building that's like diagonal from the old Tiger Stadium. And <laughs> I don't know where they are now. It moved again. Mm-hmm. But, like, because there was lead in the paint, and we also got a small payment for the students that were exposed <laughs> to the yeah. lead that was in the paint in our wow. original building. My but school, that was, like, when I was in first grade. My school we also had building. asbestos. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a lot of there's a, there's there's a, a lot, lot of, I would say there's a lot of old schools that have asbestos. Yeah. I was yeah. working at a school that had, like, asbestos ceilings. And just because yeah. they're so high away, they not. And yeah. it, it costs and it to be too much to actually shave it off and recover. Yeah. It's like, we're just going to leave it alone. Nobody's going to touch it anyway. It's all yeah. the way up there, you know? Yeah, they're saying, oh, well, if no one exposes it, then you're fine. Right, just leave it alone. If you yeah. touch it, that's when it happens and you yeah. get in your system. But it's like, it's still there. Like, yeah. you know, shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> My friend, uh, she so I was, she was student body president at Eastern. Before, I was student body president at Eastern the year after her. And she uh, went on to get her masters in public health mm-hmm. and she was part of a team that had developed this idea in detroit because they knew they were going to take down homes 
And they knew when they take the hound out down the homes, asbestos. a lot of lead and asbestos yeah. are going to fall. So her solution, they all thought they were so brilliant for this, was to like spray water with the hose while the house is getting torn down so the dust stays down. There's a lot of dis- projects that they didn't even do that. Mm-hmm. And, and when they did do it, they didn't do it very effectively. So they would spray it, but it's like a stream versus like a huge, like, yeah. you know, Encompass. mist. Yeah. You know, you need a big-ass mist and you need multiple hoses. So they did this, like, uh, she, I mean, she was, like, all proud of her project and shit like that. But the as uh, the the studies are coming out, there's more and more lead poisoning from the deconstruction of all these buildings that have happened in the last, like, I mean, it's been crazy, though. I mean... People in the hood are happy about houses being torn down because, like, we don't. This is it's an eyesore, but mm-hmm. the rate at which they did it uh, was fucked up. And also, like, Mike Duggan did the exact same thing Kwame did with the houses. So, like, Kwame got convicted for no bid contracts to your homies, and Mike Duggan did the exact same thing with the houses, no bid contracts to your homies for like the housing deconstruction. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. It's just all. It's just all. Yeah. I can go in on the politics all day, but like that shit is like all super corrupt and like. It it definitely has had a negative impact. All the housing deconstruction has had a real negative impact on the on the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. I mean, we tested the lead on our farm because it was like three houses that and where our farm was, and it's it's all good where we tested, but like there's no way we could test everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's definitely like something to be considerate of when you're farming and gardening, like and getting your hands in the soil is like test that soil. Mm-hmm. And you could get that soil tested for free with Keep Growing Detroit, and when you ask if I'm part of that program or whatever. Keep Growing Detroit is that program. Uh, it's white-led, but the people who are doing it are pretty cool. It's a pretty big nonprofit. They split off from Greening of Detroit a couple years back, and they're, uh, they do really good. They do really good work. I remember participating with Greening of Detroit so many times. Is that the where they putting up the trees? Yeah, Greening yeah, of yeah. Detroit is the trees. It used we, to be one program, but, uh-huh. you know, yep. they, they beefed Poli- out. Yeah, politics, Middle school. <laughs> How many programs? We used to plant trees all the time yeah. in middle school. That's so cool. <laughs> it's like all that's, we did. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, they're doing good work. They're doing good work. But keep growing Detroit. If you join in that program, you can get a free lead test on your on your garden space. So I highly recommend people, if you're doing that, get get your get your soil tested for sure. Because it's not that the plant uptakes lead and poisons you. Mm-hmm. It's your hands getting it, the dust and breathing oh, the, the lead dust. Okay. Wow. Breathing the dust in is how you get lead poisoning off of wow. abandoned buildings and stuff. My um. My uh, stepdad, he was involved in a lot of the stripping of the lead um, off the homes and whatnot in Detroit. Uh, he's a contractor, so he would do a lot of those type of projects. And the crazy part is, like, since it's ran by, like, the government and whatnot, like, they'll they'll just, like, completely stiff you. And it'll take forever to pay you. And here you are doing a dangerous job, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dangerous job trying to do a good thing for your city and y'all can't even pay and i'm putting my life on the line for this to make other people be safe so your kids don't eat lead chips yeah <laughs> and it's just crazy how people are using their craft because you know i that is an artistry you know yeah construction but yeah. all right so we're gonna move it along to our Final segment. Because yeah, can we get a drum roll, please? Yeah. Everybody, Same I don't way. know who wants to do the Categories. drum roll. Y'all can do it louder oh than gosh. that. We can't. We I mean, this table is very. Uh, we can't pick it up in the mic. There you go. Look at that. All right, and this is the color your life. And what is it about? Like a, a buzzer, like yeah, a no. soundboard. <laughs> we do need a soundboard. We need to get a soundboard. Yes, thank you. 
five. We we know this. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> we know this. I want y'all to be great, man. You know, super artsy yeah. friends. Yeah, we are super artsy friends. I want y'all to be great. But um, uh, so color your life is all about color theory and how your perception of color in your life. Um, so I have set images, and these images. I'm not going to use a blue one because a lot of people pick the blue one. Um, you're going to pick these images. Um, based off color, I kind of have an idea what five might pick, <laughs> but um, and your perception of the color, and then with the color, um, the images is also incorporated with that color's meaning. But I would also like you to um, pick it based off the color first, and not the image. I I suspect what Antonio might pick and what you might pick just based off your guys' conversations. <laughs> Why? What do you think I want to pick? Um. Well, you say well, you're. She's not gonna say it because yeah. we'll just see. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's then, write it and down afterwards because I don't. I don't believe you. Afterwards, I'll. Afterwards, I'll tell you. Whatever. Okay. So um, pick them pink boobies. <laughs> I've been. I've been eyeing the titties. the breasts. Yes, yeah. I've been titties, looking at those. Titties, titties, titties. Um. There's also a song that that correlates to the to the color and the image, and then I'll ask you a question that's on the back. You do this with your students, Miss Dobbins. Um. <laughs> I don't do this with my students. Okay. Thank you. But um, who would like to go first? I don't Anyone know first. Else? Okay. Do I have to actually grab it or just say what? Just point. <laughs> just point. Point. Okay. Point. <laughs> say, it, say it out loud. No, it's just funny. Radio. Um, <laughs> I, I like the, the purple fist. The purple fist? Yeah. Oh. What drew you to the purple fist? Oh, that's not what you thought I was going to pick? You no, I was... thought you were going to pick something that was red. The flame? Or the is this or, a witch? Yes, yeah, a witch. I didn't like the witch. I, oh, didn't, okay. I didn't like how the witch. I mean, I like it, but I don't. Yeah. It's just because it's red doesn't mean I wanted to pick it. But. I, thought, I thought it was the ICP guy. The uh, the uh, hatchet man. <laughs> yeah, is that what that is? That's not what it is. But I thought. That's I mean, but, that's, but the ICP is a hatchet to shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But no, I, I picked the uh, purple fist. Um, why did I pick it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What drew you to the color or I mean the I, image? Uh, it's more so the image. Okay. It, it kind of resembles the Super RC Friends logo, mm. the pen that I have where the, mm-hmm. the fist is holding the pencil and the yeah. paintbrush. So mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of that. And then, like my mom and my sister's favorite color is purple, and purple, you know, is a is a great color. It's not red, but you know, yeah, it's it's a it's a cool color. But that's it. Just made me think of the Super RC Friends logo. And then you know, it's it's power and power and royalty. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot going on in there. But you know, you hit the nail on the head. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I, I know a little bit. <laughs> I haven't said winner, winner, chicken dinner on here in a while. Shout out to PUBG. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> like you said before, it's um, the color purple uh, is representative of power slash royalty, which is the representation that we want here, you know, for our podcast. And um, the song choice that it represents is Fight the Power, you know. Um, please don't look at the other the other ones. Excuse but um, <laughs> five, I'm sorry. Five just picked up. The I didn't other know. No, I didn't know if it was stuff on the backside. Like it was yeah. extra parts to this that I wasn't aware of. <laughs> Leave Hatchet Man alone. All right. <laughs> so you weren't listening to my description when I told you that there was questions on the back. I didn't. No, I didn't hear you say questions. Oh, okay. On the back. Okay. Anywho, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Since we've been talking a lot about community and power, uh, do you think artists, specifically in Detroit, give their community power? I think artists have the ability to have power in the community, but it is up to them and the community they are part of to what's that word when you manifest not manifest but like bring together cultivate that oh, yeah, power cultivate. you know like bring it like and that's it's that's funny because I kind of 
is the intent of some of the work I'm attempting to do and the businesses I'm trying to build. And, you know, I, I want to build a community around the artists. Is that like why Super Artsy Friends is around? <laughs> That's the whole point of Super Artsy Friends is to to bring a sense of community to where it's lacking because, I don't know, when I, when I started to get into the art and I just like got on the art scene, so to speak, it was like, it was very segmented. Everybody was clicked up and stuff, but it was like no one like united mm-hmm. space or, you know, I want to say group. It wasn't like everybody wasn't on the same page. It was like, are we over here doing this? And, you know, this group of people over here doing this. And like, we don't really fuck with each other, but we're mm-hmm. all got so much shit going on at the same time. I just kind of wanted Super RC Friends to be like everyone who it's is an artist. Inclusive. Yeah, it's like it's everybody, it's regardless if you want to be an artist, if you think you are an artist, if you are just interested in art, anything that you do. I, I mean, I personally think that anything that you create is artistry. So you could be a chef, you could be a yeah, model, you could any- be a, you know, esthetician. Anything you create is art, but it just seems that people are lacking in resources, are lacking in community or you know a sense of belonging so if the whole point of super artsy friends was to you know if you feel that you're i'm having a loss of words you feel that you're you know unrepresented or you don't have any you know community that's what super artsy friends is you know common Mm -hmm. unity a common goal it's a common place to exist and create awesome awesome antonio so here are your your left choices Ooh. I gonna, thought you were gonna pick the fist. Yeah, he got he got it. It was a good one. I like that fist. Thanks. Um, let's see. I'm between the black cat or the mountain. I'm gonna go with the black cat. Awesome. I love <laughs> it when people pick um different ones. I love it. So why why the color black? Like long tail um, there. It's it's. I mean, black power. We're in Detroit. It's the blackest major city in the entire country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I still rep black Detroit. Um. It's like I, I I juxtapose that with New Detroit, nice. uh, and it kind of fits in with the conversations that we've been having today. Um, also, I just like I'm like I like to think of myself as iconoclastic. You know what I'm saying? I, I put an axe in the hatchet in the face of Columbus downtown because I I'll be killing the images of colonizers and like people talk about like black cats are supposed to be like scary and I'm like that's mm-hmm. some anti-black and shit. Black cats are fine. Hmm. Ain't no problem. I like that. Black cats. Yes, black I cats. I like that. Black cats. Black cats are cool. Like I'm not worried about black cat crossing <laughs> my path. My, my neighbor has like 17 generations of cats in my hood. I can't not walk past black cats. They're all <laughs> over the place. Black cats. So uh, I'm here for the black cats. So um, I did this one um, like kind of like a spooky type of feel. Yeah, like it's a Halloween thing. Yeah. So it was a representation of superstition. Mm. You know, I love that song. Very superstition. Come on, sing it louder. No. Riding on a wild. There you go. Seven yeah. years bad luck. <laughs> so um, what is, you know, in black to people is like fear. It's always like, okay, I'm afraid of darkness. It's like the unknown. Mm-hmm. Can we talk and, about that? No, I'm sorry. One second, one second. Sorry, it I might know. cultivate some questions, yeah. you know, some yeah, conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So what was one fear you overcame as an artist? Mm. As an artist? Uh, I guess I, I would fear taking on, like, my first commission work. Okay. It was, like, my first commission jobs is, like, 
I, I've all the art that I've done previously was like at my own pace. Like I finish it how I want, mm-hmm. but like having to listen to somebody else's like desires and also being on their time schedule and like having them decide when shit is done. Like I, I never felt comfortable with that. But the last couple of years, I've been taking a couple commission jobs since like the graffiti thing is kind of like super no, no. underground now. <laughs> it's, it's it's here and there. You got to go inside abandoned buildings now. That's the whole jam now. Is like inside abandoned. And then buildings. they're patrolling them too. Yeah. So it's 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 precarious. So like, and I'm I just got off probation for this shit. So. You don't want to mess been, it up again. I've been I've been careful. Man, let's get down. What you mean? I'm down to get down now. I'm off. I'm off. Right. Yo, my I have this guy, uh, my homie Iran. It's just nice too. Yeah. And I'm about that. So what did you want to talk about? Fear. Uh, you. Oh had... no 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 no. It was just it was just. Uh, he said he said something like black cats. And I like how black cats is kind of like a a double meaning. Like you know mm-hmm. black cats, and then black people. But the whole thing about darkness and black. It's like it's semantics almost, you know. It's, yeah, it's that that whole colorism goes into to color theory. Oh man, I just I, I hate it, but it's it's it's, it's prevalent and it's yeah. important that you recognize it and and mm-hmm. see it for what it is and not yeah. what people make it to be. Black is bad, right? And it's not dark is like bad. dark is not. Is but ah, it's so it's so frustrating just like just thinking about it. You know, that's why it was funny that that you said the black cats is just I don't know that stuck out. Mm-hmm. It's like black cats. I never made that connection of you know black cats being something to fear and then black cats yeah. is like a black guy. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of that exactly. same thing, like but it's it's because of the word black, you know. Jive yeah. turkey, like you know, <laughs> all these cats out here. Like this is yeah. a very political. And Detroit episode. has a history with funk too, you yep. know, got mm-hmm. funkadelics. So like that funk culture, calling people cats, yeah. and also the um, the uh, wildcats, which was black union organizing that was happening in Detroit. That was really major, high key. So that's all. It's all wrapped up in that black cat. Black cat. <laughs> I like that, man. I might have to do something with that. It might inspire me to create some art. You know? Ooh, Yo, have you book? This is the point of having two artists on the yeah. show I mean, no, at the same time. That's, yeah. This is what I feel like I've been missing. That's why y'all are like, you haven't been going that long. Like, I've been working. I've been like missing out. I feel like I've been away from my super artsy friends. Hey. You know? I miss you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Well, Ooh. we have we have enjoyed you guys thoroughly. Yes. It's been nice and to I talk think about who, art and community. Yeah, I really think our listening listeners are gonna really enjoy this episode yeah. and get a lot, take a lot from it. Because oh, yeah. it was yeah. like great. We mm-hmm. sipping on tea, talking that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah. So thank you guys. Um again, I mean, as always, we are recording live in the Detroit is different studio. And uh, you can follow us at Unicorns Are Real Podcast. That's that's A R E, not as an R on the debunked, uh, debunked Toys R Us um, on Instagram. You can f- also follow our individual pages where you can see some of us, some of our own art. Mine is Asia Sheree. That's A S I A period S H A R E. And mine is Erin Just Alex, so E R I N J U S A L E X. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. We drop every Friday, so stick around for um, the next Friday and watch out for our next episode to come out. And then our unicorns handles are start when starting with five. Oh, oh, my unicorn. I'm a unicorn. Oh, my, yeah. my Instagram handle or everywhere is 5X13, all letters spell it out, F-I-V-E-X-T-H-I-R-T-E-N. If you want to uh, be a part of the Super RC Friends Instagram, you can follow that as well, at Super RC Friends on Instagram. My Instagram is A-R-C-O-S-M-E. I need a cool handle. My shit is just like my <laughs> initials and my last name. That shit is lame. But A-R-Cosme, A-R-C-O-S-M-E is my IG handle. Antonio Rafael, follow me on Facebook. 
Nice, cool, nice. cool, cool. Thank you guys for li- oh sh- shiitake mushroom. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Chimigwech. <laughs> Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. Thank you.